Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new holiday uh, festive D&D session. Uh, it is, uh, you know, not really the holidays anymore, but we're still holding on. We're still we're still ki keeping up with that Christmas creep. It's been a, a good time. Hello, all you all you wonderful fronds. We would have done it uh, earlier, but scheduling conflicts. So, welcome to the second half of a holiday special of what we like, what we have started calling uh, Hanukkori, which I think <laughs> is great. Uh, I think that's an absolutely fantastic name for the holiday season. So, ha uh, Hanukkori it is. So, what we are doing this time is that we are going to be getting our players from two different campaigns and we are going to be putting them into the main uh into the main game as it were because uh as you guys had your crossover last time with group a group b is going to be getting their crossover which all of you twitch and youtube viewers have seen that it is going to be uh a set of characters but for all you audio cast people uh you can uh know that it is going to be Calum, Ghost, Blake, and Wolf, who are all going to be joining in uh, on this wonderful, wonderful Christmas adventure. So, happy Hanukkah, everybody, and let's get started. So, Ghost, you have just wished your sister goodbye. It is a very cold morning uh, on the streets of Waterdeep. It has been a very rough 24 hours for you. You didn't really sleep all that well last night uh, without, of course, the aid of a fine alcoholic beverage. And when you woke up, uh, your sister gave you and Kronk both hugs and said that she was going to depart. Uh, and as she has turned into this eagle and flown around your house several times and then flown far, far away... You're standing outside, and as you are, uh, snowflakes begin to peter in from uh, from the sky, which is pretty common at this point. Uh, as you've seen it snow here in Waterdeep pretty often, you've been here for over a year now, uh, so you're pretty geared up for the winter. And with your background coming from Ravens uh, near Ravens Rock, snow isn't exactly a foreign thing to you. Mm -hmm. But as this snow begins to waft down uh, from the sky, you start to get a weird hint of peppermint on your nose. Like, it just smells kind of strange. Uh, and as you look around and the people are going about their day, just these citizens of Waterdeep, as you see them moving, they eventually begin to kind of slow down until they all come to a gradual stop. And at one point, you turn around and you see that Kronk is actually frozen in place where he is, uh, heading back into the house. And that is when you hear a clopping noise, just. And coming from the entryway into Troll Skull Alleyway, from the greater Waterdeep as a whole, you actually see this very tall figure uh, that has the top half of a muscular, muscular man and the lower half of a horse. Now, I did something last time uh, to the group, so I want to be able to do this now. So, Cyberwolf, can you please describe what it is that Ghost is going to see? I've put it up on the Twitch stream, and I would like for you to describe to the best of your ability this creature for our audio cast listeners. 
is is the shading correct? Is this a glittered up? Yes, um, she is just dazzling. All right. It's not glitter. Like, it is just, like, sweaty, muscular sheen. Like, he must have ran so far on his for on his horse legs. Uh, well, the midsection would make you think that this is a, uh, a, a daddy, a daddy uh, torso, uh, all mittened up uh, in these... Uh, white fur and red uh velvet gloves uh uh and this daddy torso is mounted on uh the the uh bottom half of a equally sweaty glistening shiny vinyl horse uh but what catches you off guard is the face which just looks like this like sweet cherubic i think that's how you pronounce it mm -hmm. cherubic uh face uh with like little rosy blush in it um uh, a nice like cottony puffy beard uh and the uh the coca-cola mascot hat that we all know and love also very shiny uh it looks like this entire form is like made of i guess you wouldn't know the word for plastic but it's sort of like plasticky uh yeah. That's that's it. That's all I got. Yes. Nice. Nice. Uh and as uh as JD in chat pointed out, he has very powerful flanks. So, thank you for going through the descriptor <laughs> of this of this Santar. Uh and you see giant red mitts uh on his front hands and he confidently just strides up to you and says, "Klikai, I need your help." And he extends down this large gloved hand. And you would think that it is mittens at first, just looking at this guy. But it throws you off guard because they feel more like boxing gloves. Uh, Ghost is going to, like, look at him, look back in the at Kronk. He's frozen. Are you here to bring me a present? And she's going to grab his mitt. <laughs> uh, he says... No, I'm here. For, I'm here to have you help save the new year. And he throws you onto the back uh, of, yeah. onto the onto his horse back uh, as you guys begin to ride off. And as he begins riding, it seems like all of reality around you is kind of stretching forward as the buildings begin to just form holes for him to travel through, forming this long tunnel of light. And eventually, as you continue on through this, you feel your sense of physicality begin to dissipate away from you as you begin to turn into this long stretch of light with the Santar. Blake and Calum. You guys are currently within a dwarven mine looking for looking for Gwen's axe. You've been looking for this thing for a while. You've just gotten done with the Silt Creek debacle and that was very uh, that was a time and now you've been trying to find the disturbance behind why these cave fissures are coming out from the ground onto the surface. In doing so, you ended up meeting with a small group of dwarves who were mining very, very deep in, uh, into the mine that you guys were actually a part of. Or had kind of found your, found your way in there. Uh, 
Blake, uh, you realize that something was up when you saw that there was a long, thin tendril of white that connected these dwarves amongst each other. Uh, and without hesitation, you pulled out your crossbow and just shot one of these dwarves square in the face. And you watched as... And both you and your party watched as this dwarf got thrown up against the wall, this bolt sticking out of his face, as his entire body melted down into this large white uh, pooled ooze that then reformed and was poised and ready to actually attack upon you. That is when, uh, and as it just begins to form and writhe, that is when the two of you begin to hear very, 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 very faintly off in the distance, what almost sound like sleigh bells. And the surrounding area gets very cold as well. And it just feels something's not right about this. You can start seeing your breath exhale in front of you. Uh, and it oddly tastes like peppermint. It's weird. You're down in a dwarven mine. You've just been drinking some dwarven ale. And now there's just fresh menthol in your mouth. Like it is not... It is not a, a, a pleasant experience. But then you see this creature that's been writhing just steadily begin to freeze in place. And bits of it that had been dripping off to kind of create this more uh, liquid-based entity just begin to stop. And you actually see some of it just freeze in midair. Uh, and, Calum, you suddenly just get this kind of like shock to your face as you feel that there is just a swath of wet along mm. your cheek. And there is also a little bit of wet on your lips and you're not really sure where that came from. Uh, Gross. But you look over uh, and for a minute you see Gwen and Corey in one position, then just seem to shift and vibrate really quick and then reform in a different position. And as they do, uh, and you see that Corey just has an even wilder look in her eyes now. Uh, and Gwen just seems to have this huge grin on her face, this self-satisfactory grin that she did not have before uh, in your guys' moment of terror. And as, uh, as you guys are taking note of the surrounding area, that's when you also hear this... Just echoing through this dwarven mine. Oh gods, what else is here? Like, I'm I'm still shooting the the uh, the gooey thing. Yeah, yeah. Caitlin's reaching under the table for his spear and his shield. All right. Uh, so then, uh, the two of you see this large figure enter in through one of the hallways, and before you uh, stands Santor. This large quadpedal humanoid with a, a ripped chest that just glimmers like he's ran for a thousand miles and it didn't even bother him none. Uh, red cap on his head, red gloves around his hands. Uh, and he just kind of stands there in a three-quarters three stance so you can really get a good look at him. Uh, and he looks over at the two of you and says, Are you the one they call Blake and Caleb? Shield spear. Who wants to know? We're a little busy here. I'm Santor, and I need your help. What the fuck is a Santor? There's well, no time, and he raises no his hand up, 
as you see that there are what look to be uh, six light balls that just shoot out of his hand and come rocketing towards you. And Blake, you're a little bit farther in the back and you see that three of these begin to intersect and wind. And as Caleb brings up his shield, they just hit his shield and encase him. And you watch as your friend just seems to fade away from your vision right before you also get hit with these three unerring bolts. And you've seen spells like this. You're pretty sure this is a magic missile of some sort, but you're oh, not. No, he's a Zenyatta main. <laughs> <laughs> Experience festivities. Um, and you feel yourself also just kind of losing your your gradual physicality and turning into this beam of light as you hear hurried clops just going away from you as these sleigh bell sounds continue to grow louder and louder and louder. Wolf. The last thing that you remember was being in the hull of a ship with your good buddy Hubris and then hearing a very, very loud noise, feeling a brief stint of pain, and then darkness. And then you wake up, and you are sitting in a white waiting room uh, that looks to have a very tired-looking man in front of you. He wears a white button-up shirt. He has a black tie on. And you can see that there is an ashtray that looks like it's overflowing with cigarettes that have just... And they're all hand rolls. They're not, they're not a brand of any sort. He just kind of has them sitting there. And this figure just looks at you, looks down at his paperwork, and then looks back at you and just... No, I, I, I filed yours. I filed yours two days ago, you went to the Hells, and then somebody came and they reclaimed it. There was a full soul refund, you got brought back, no, no, the paperwork was fine, what do you... Hold on. And he reaches in to this file cabinet and he begins searching around. He says, it's still pretty fresh, so... And he pulls it up and just... Okay, occupation... Adventurer. That, that makes sense. Um, well, the last time you came through uh, and, and you got your full soul refund, they did note that there was an alignment shift uh, on, this, uh, on this document. So, congrats. I suppose if there wasn't an alignment shift, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But, good on you. Uh, so you are going to be going to, and he begins to like scan through, uh, this little Rolodex that just, that as it folds out, you see that there is a small, almost illusionary version of that plane, uh, that can, that just shows up. So at one point you see that there are just giant lava fields. And then the next one, you see that there are Tyrannosauruses fighting against other giant creatures. That one falls over. That one looks fun. Oh, you, uh, that's not where you're going. Uh, and he continues to flip on until eventually he flips it up and you see that there is this large tree uh, in the background as well as different pools of water that are placed around. There are rainbows uh, as well as what looks to be heavily ar uh, people in armor uh, of, variant, uh, of varying ornateness. He says, uh, door number 13. Is where you're going. So if you just want to head down the hallway, uh, right down there, 
that would be that would save me a lot of time. Uh, something sounds lucky. Okay. In some cultures, and he just lights another cigarette, continues smoking. He has a cup of coffee that he sets a cigarette down to take a drink of, exhales after he's drank his coffee, and then goes back to what he's doing. So I'm dead. And he just looks up at you. It's just easier if you go there yourself, and you see him reach underneath his, uh, his desk, and you hear with your 22, perce- uh, 22 perception what sounds like a button getting pressed. And as it does, you, you feel the floor open up underneath you and you just shoot down. Uh, your entire vision gets encapsulated by blackness. Uh, and then as you kind of feel yourself no longer falling but now standing on ground, uh, you can hear what sounds like uh, birds chirping. There are horses whinnying. Uh, and you can feel that there is just this very nice breeze that seems to be rolling over a hillside, kind of almost almost affectionately caressing you on the chin as it goes by. And as you open your eyes, you see that you are surrounded by this hillside. And you can see that there are uh, several men in a man-made ring that all seem to be fighting amongst each other. Uh, But they don't seem to be having any ill will towards each other. This just seems like a friendly bout of sparring. Uh, And as you look up, you notice that the horse whinnies that you were hearing before are actually coming from Pegasi that are all just shooting through the air, uh, seeming to both be playing with each other as well as with the birds that are in the sky. And that is when your vision falls along uh, upon this incredibly awe-striking tree that just seems to take up the majority of your field of vision. And as you are looking around, you see that on the back of one of these pegasi comes down uh, this individual with this mighty black beard, black uh, hair that just seems to have these very tight curls. uh, And he is wearing what looks to be a leather, uh, just leather straps across his chest. And he has several weapons on his back. Uh, And he hops off of his horse and he extends his hand out to you uh, and says, Welcome to Ysgard, brother! Okay. So, seeing as how you're new here, you probably don't know it, but you're dead. Luckily, thankfully, you came to one of the good places, or at least we like to try and make it one of the good places. Can I offer you anything to drink? And he just reaches into his pouch and pulls out a flask and hands it to you. Okay. So, people die. It happens. Yeah, I've died twice, actually. Well, is this your first time to Ysgard? First time here, second time dead. Well, we appreciate newcomers, so there's not much that I really have to explain to you about this whole being dead part, except, uh, and that is when uh, you hear what sounds like a distant hoof clattering. Uh, of what sounds just like one singular horse, which is weird because most of the horses that you've seen so far have all been up in the sky flying. Uh, and as you look over uh, over your right shoulder, you can see that there is just this ripped, muscled man walking for you, except his lower half is 
quadpedal. It is the body of a horse. He wears this red hat over his head, and he has these red gloves on. Uh, and he begins to uh, he begins to just start coming towards towards you. And this figure sitting next to you just looks at you and just you know he usually only ever comes once a year. But unlucky for him. Santar! And like he just calls over and the figure just like waves back. Uh and just how's it going, Herc? And just continues to like strut on towards you. Uh he comes up and and uh you see this fit you see the man that uh was called Herc hands over uh this flask and you see that uh Santor just undoes the top, takes a large swig, and then passes it back. Uh, to her, and he looks down at you, Wolf, and says, You know, you're not an easy man to find, but I need your help. I'm dead. And? How can I help when I'm dead? Take my hand, and he reaches down to you with this large that's, gloved hand. That's a ball. Okay. Why not? Do you want my one? We can swap. He just kind of looks at you confused and then takes a hold of your hand. And as he as he does, uh, your field of vision just completely gets uh, covered with white and then a vibrant yellow. And then you feel a you feel your body kind of lifting up and then flying. And as it flies, you just kind of lose sense of where you are until eventually you see yourself in this long. It almost would appear blue as a tunnel, but really you can just see things flying by you very quickly to the point that it looks blue until eventually you feel reality kind of shift backwards very quickly uh, as you arrive or the essence of you arrives in this large metallic room that has these four uh, large glass panes that all seem to have a very strange lettering on them, uh, as well as what looks to be a, uh, a U-shaped table that rests directly underneath it that has a series of buttons, levers, and switches on it, as well as other smaller panes of, grass, of glass which seem to also be having uh, these strange readings on them. Now... As you f form, as your essence, you feel yourself kind of reforming back. And with the sound of sleigh bells, you feel your form pop in. And Calum, Blake, and Ghost, you also have gone through this same experience of arriving as this form of light and then shimmering and then popping uh, back into a sense of reality as you are now inside of this large metallic chamber. That ceiling is about 80 feet high, uh, with these large windows that are placed in each of the cardinal directions. You guys dead as well? Immediately back to back with Blake. What? What? What's going on? Am I dead? Am I dead? Oh, <laughs> like wait, did he die? What? I am, apparently. What are you doing here? Well, he needed the bear, so obviously, what other option do you have but me? I'm gonna walk over to him and I'm gonna like touch him. Yeah, he's solid. I... Okay, this is weird. 
Yes, this is very weird. You're dead. So I've been told. Wait, How? is Hubris dead? He was with me. I'm assuming no. that's what I got. He, <laughs> he was beat with a... No. I don't... No, I don't... No. Well, no. He told us he didn't. He... Fucking cheap. Liar. He but is Santa in the room? No. It is currently just the four oh, of you great. in this empty room. Right. So but you so are you alive now? I was meeting some dude called Herc. There were people fighting. I was gonna go join them. Calum, you can roll a history check. So, like, in the afterlife, or, like, you win somewhere know, some else? some guy's like, I processed you two days ago. And then it's like, oh, shit, you're an adventurer. Here you go, room 13. But then, oh. I, then I fell down a tunnel, and then... 25. Holy shit! Uh... You're pretty Hello. sure that this is, uh, based on the way that he's talking, uh, about having been sorted through an afterlife and going to a, going to one of these afterlife places, uh, that this Herc figure that you've heard of might be a legendary hero that existed thousands of years ago. You met with one of the legendary heroes, like... So have you. Welcome. My name is Wolf. I've never I'm heard of you. Wait, who are you guys? By the way, I would like to point out, Calum has a wolf in a papoose on his chest. Oh my god! <laughs> no! no! I just looked down at Cyber and I just put the shield in front of her. <laughs> I'm very good with animals. Want me to hold on to that one? Uh, no. no. Okay, no, hold, Wait. stop. Everyone just stop. Hey. Are you alive now? Is this a thing? I have no idea. Well, hey Blake, is he alive? Did you have like? I mean, some... he looks alive. Did you have like some hunter sense for that sort of thing? Hunter sense? Uh, no. No. Oh. Um. You could always shoot me and see if I die. No! 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 I'm okay. This is a lot to process. I'm terribly sorry for my. I'm, I'm ghost, and I'm gonna reach my hand out to whoever's closest. I'll shake it. No, I'm um, not you. <laughs> okay, uh, ghost and wolf. So I guess we're using fake names. Uh, uh, yeah, actually. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> no. You you can be moon. I guess I'll be. Dragon? Uh, dragon. Yes. That's cool. That's our that's our actual names. Why are you putting why are you laughing at us? Very big dragonborn, aren't you? I I guess. Also, that would be a great time to describe your characters to each other. Sorry. That is something that you <clears throat> that you requested. So yeah. we will start uh Blake, you see uh, this figure, and this figure is just call has just said you're a very large dragonborn, aren't you? LB, would you like to describe your character? Yes, uh, Ghost is covered in a layer of white fur that's very uh, fine and looks very soft. Uh, her ears are extended uh, out and back, very uh, fox-like, with a uh, little black tip on the ends of them of fur. 
she has a bright, fiery blue eye on her left side. Uh, she's wearing very fine clothing uh, with uh, gauntlets uh, that are very finely made um, that look to be very sharp. Um, and as you touch them in your hand, you can tell that they're, uh, they can be very sharp if she were to actually like grip your hand. Um, knee-high boots, uh, a coat that has tails to it, a uh, little frill on her. I probably should look up what that's called, but a little frill on her uh, coat, on her shirt and a button-up vest underneath it. Uh, and the dragonborn that's gripping your hands is about uh, six foot ten. Uh, if you've seen dragonborn in the past, he looks significantly like he got more of the dragon jeans uh in the mix uh he's got like he's wearing no armor uh just a black cloak uh like beige uh just tunic that's a bit uh tight for him uh and just like some sackcloth pants no shoes uh because dragonborn shoes are hard Mm -hmm. um and the the hood is not on right now based off of where we were Mm -hmm. uh and he does have a tail and he's just like uh i guess so uh i'm really not sure i've I've never seen somebody like you before and i've never seen someone like you and i'm gonna take a step closer (laughs) All right. <laughs> just said that you knew what a dragonborn was. Yes, but not one like you. You're a lot to take in. Wolf's gonna fake smile. Just shake. Caleb, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your passive perception? My passive perception is fifteen. All right, so you notice uh, Wolf just kind of giving this forced smile during this interaction. Uh, Wolf, what does Calum see? Um, fake smile. Um, do I have a hole in my coat where it's shut? Uh, you do not. And actually looking down, uh, the arcane markings that are usually on your left, that were on your left arm for the last two days are not actually there. And it looks like your arm just fully forms. He's just going to see me trying to tap my arm. Uh, something Um, wrong, sir? This usually works. And Wolf Guys, my arm's not coming up. Very shaggy brown hair, uh, piercing blue eyes, a scar over your left eye or your right eye? Left, I believe. I believe, yeah, that's your lefty. So he has a scar over his left eye, uh, and he's wearing these clothes that look, uh, it's like a large green overcoat. They're very, uh, they're very muted colors, but they... The clothing themselves seem to be actually in, in pretty good make for somebody who said that they died. Oh, yeah, that, and I have a little wrist guard on my left arm, which has a dagger and a cane with a little wolf head on top, which hmm. is my rapier, but it's a walking cane as well, which I always forget to say that I strut around like a pimp. 
Post mortem. He pimp walked <laughs> <Yeah>. everywhere. <laughs> Post pimp mortem. All right. And then, uh, Calum, what does Wolf see? As his Very... perception is 22, he does not miss anything. Yeah. You see, he shoot him in the back. Yeah. yeah. He resneezes. Um, <laughs> yeah, what Wolf sees a sort of elven form in front of him, black slick slick back black hair um pointed ears black eyes very white skin um he's wearing chainmail and this very fluffy no, is he wearing no he's wearing a cape yeah on the back plus like leather boots gauntlets and just regular like warrior mail and he has this puppy that is currently just hanging out on the papoose in front the puppy blips. Just, oh my gosh, just want to steal it. Oh, and who's this little one? And I'm going to go up and I'm going to... Oh, um, that, that's She'll Cybra. just like that's... poke her nose out and just start sniffing your hand. Nice. Uh, Cybra, and you are... Did Blake use his name? No. Dragon. <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to be Moon today. Today, do you change your name daily? As I'm still trying to tap my arm, be like, I don't know anything about magic. My arm's not coming off. It's not supposed to. Anatomically, it's supposed to remain. Oh, mine on... is. Like. Oh. It's meant to come oh, off. Water thank you. No. It's <clears throat> magic. Not it's sentient, would we say? Well, if you did die, it probably has something to do with this not being your corporal body. Corporeal body, that's how it is. Also, shit. poet blouse, that's what the shirt style is. You're very so I don't smart, think aren't I'm you? I mean, alive. I've been told. And it's at that point that you guys hear this clopping noise uh, coming from <laughs> around a corner. Uh, and then you see rounding in front of you this large creature uh, that brought all of you there together. Uh, and as it comes out, it just says, Are there any of you who don't know who I am? Really? Uh, so, Calum, no. Blake, and Wolf have raised their hands. Yeah. <laughs> I was most likely on the naughty list, and I have no idea. I'm on got turned up dead place. Uh, Blake doesn't celebrate Christmas. And he just the kind person of like... probably watching over me stole my gifts. <laughs> What a dick! <laughs> and uh, the Santor just kind of looks over all three. Just really, I'm. Oh, did you guys remember to write me a letter every year so that way I know the address that you were last at to send gifts to? I have only ever written two letters in my life. Thank you very much. I have no idea who you are. Why would I be writing you? I'm Santor. I'm the guardian of the holidays. Every children presents. Yes. Every winter, at its peak, I go out and I deliver gifts to everybody. As best good. I can. Good children get good gifts. The children who weren't bad or good get, you know, a little bit of copper, an orange in their shoe. Just something, something to tide them over, make them still believe... In the fantastical, it's a world of magic, so it's very hard to go over sometimes. Uh, 
and well, the bad ones get coal. I wasn't allowed to talk to anyone. I don't understand what you're saying. Did you get a coal, Ghost? Of course I didn't get coal. Did she I get got coal? presents, and then I didn't get anything. Excuse me, Mr. Santar. Uh, Klika, yeah. And he points his glove out towards you. Oh, shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> um... Is he dead, or is he alive? Still tapping my eye. Regrettably, he has deceased. So why is he here? Because I needed him. Needs the best. Mm. Are you going to bring him back to life? I don't have that power. No, just the power to rip somebody from an afterlife. I have the ability to stop time. To cause it to cease moving, at least in chunks. Now, it can't hold out for hundreds of thousands of years. But what I can do is that I can freeze time for a period of two to three years at a time, which gives me time to deliver gifts to everybody in the multiverse on what would appear to be a single evening. Oh. That's a lot of book reading. Actually... But two or three years every year. I'm 29. Mm-hmm. I'm over 100, technically. What? What? If you freeze time for two or three years, that's two or three years of my well, life. No, but then your biological body doesn't actually age if the Look, time free. Fey magic. Blake. Blake is short circuiting right now because <laughs> he has no idea why children would get presents. It's true. <laughs> that's not a thing. That's not a thing that he understands. His his last few Christmases were spent like locked out of a sanctuary in the middle of a forest. So, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! The reason I brought you all here is because I needed everyone to work together. You've all shown that you have the capacity to work in teams. At least last year around, last year for some of you around this time when I checked in, you had the capacity to function on a team. I don't know what your current situation is, but I didn't have to go to Bator and try and barter with any devils about the sanctity of your soul for just a single night. Instead, I was able to pick you up. I think you got the wrong people. Yeah. I have a list. I checked I got it twice. By a teammate. Okay. <laughs> Did you miss that bit where one of my party members killed me? He said he hasn't seen us since last year, so obviously he missed it. I would like for you guys to make a perception check. Even me? Even you. I never get to do these. Yes, a yeah. net 20 somewhere around there. Nice. If you ever focus. <clears throat> Get those good saves. I got a nine. Okay. I got a nine. Okay, so, Calum, you are the only one uh, who notices this. 
but off in the southwestern corner, uh, you can see between the south window and the east window up above, which is kind of to the back of this large uh, console that Santor seems to have up, you see what looks to be a ripple through the sky. And as it does, this long energy line actually seems to form and then just pass over you guys directly above where you're at. And you have a little bit of time to kind of point and look as this thing arrives. But as it does, as it passes over, you can see that there is a that there is a space that is forming. As it passes over, you see that the walls around you begin to go from this texture, this environment that you are currently in. And then you begin to see them kind of shake. And then parts of them just sort of jumble in and out of where they are before they reconfigure. And as they do, they look almost like PlayStation 1 graphics. Like the entire world has de-rezzed. But this washes over everything to the point where now Santar in front of you is standing slightly in this polygonal form. Calum, you look down and you see Cybra kind of look up at you with this small Minecraft puppy look. Her lower jaw just and then pops back up. Uh, there's That's no tongue that kind good. of hangs out. And you look at your hands and they seem to be these weird cone structures that have a triangle at the end. You can still feel your fingers moving, but it just doesn't look right. Wolf, Ghost, Blake, you guys all feel this wave wash over you as well. Uh, and it catches you very off guard. And then as you look back onto yourselves, you can see, Blake, that your body looks like a giant triangle uh, with legs that come down off of the side in, segment, in segmented parts with this large tail, uh, as well as what looks to be uh, your hood, where before it was a very fle- flexible piece of fabric has now just kind of condensed into this block on, the, on your back. Uh, wolf. You notice looking around uh, as well that it seems like people are losing joints almost like they can still move their body parts. But it's this weird flexing motion between this long, uh, this long, almost polyhedral tube that kind of stretches out. And Santar, uh, as this washes over, as you all are like taking notice of this, he raises up his fists, which are these, again, these very strange triangular shapes, and he slams them down on the count on the console. Says, God damn it! What is We've happening? We've gone RuneScape. Oh god. Why are my boobs triangles? <laughs> and they are. <laughs> it is one very large triangle on ah! the front. <laughs> Uh, and Tomb Raider graphics. Uh-huh. Yes, very much so. Uh, and Santar just sort of tries to move over to you, and you still hear the clopping noise, but you see his entire lower body just kind of gliding over towards you until it comes to a stop, and he just says, Auntie Zingaba. Bless you. She's part... Of the Coven Vectionaries. They are a, a group of hags who bake goods here in the Christmas zone, in the holiday zone. Uh-huh. One of them has decided to take it upon herself 
to do something very, very stupid. And you see his body kind of like swivel on the ground. Again, you hear the clopping sound, but you don't see his legs move. And then his body glides over to this console and he begins, uh, again, just kind of putting his mitts against this console. And in a way, it almost makes you more comfortable that his boxing gloves are touching a keyboard rather than like if he had had hands and then got turned. He seems very comfortable typing this way. Uh, and you see in this kind of lower res, again, uh, structure on screen appear, and you see what looks to be uh, this green-skinned figure uh, that is wearing a bright, uh, like a dark, a lighter brown coat that has uh, white lining around the sides, and where there would be buttons to kind of keep them in, you can see what look to be peppermint candies that are keeping them on. Uh, and she has this large spoon next to her and this kind of shit-eating grin on her face. And Santar says, uh, This is one of the ginger witches. This is why I needed your help specifically. I know that two of you are good with hunting Fay. One of you is good for seeking out illusions, things that might be off. And Calum, God damn it, you're smart. <laughs> <laughs> we need our brains in this operation. I've had some pretty good ideas in my life, okay? Conrad, look. He's Conrad, but what are you going to <laughs> Uh, and as you continue kind of like looking around like, who's Conrad? Who's Conrad? You see this uh, kind of texture appear over your mouth as this piece of wrapping paper seems to just stick. And he just says, I need you to be quiet for just a moment so I can explain the situation at hand. The Coven Vection, a group of powerful hags here in the Holiday Zone. Apparently, there was some infighting this year, and they really didn't like Auntie Zingaber's holiday cookies. They said that they were old, they looked bad, they tasted stale, so the crazy woman decided that she was going to use the, use the day where the separation between time and space is at its thinnest, the new year. She was going to harness that energy, and she was going to make an everlasting cookie. It's gone awry. Hey. Are we turning into cookies right now? Is that what's happening? No, Good. but it could be much worse. What we are experiencing right now is a singularity, a folding in of all time and all space. I don't know what could happen. But I need right. you to help me. I've been caught up with this project that I thought would be really, really cool. And it's almost done. And I don't have the resources. I've sent all, all of my Christmas goblins out on vacation. So that way they can earn... They can earn a peace of mind. So I need you. I need a four of you. I've already had several people that you all know come through and help me out with another issue that seemed to have arose 
this holiday season. I don't know why it had to be this season. Your friend Gwen, your friend Corey, your friend Hubris, and your friend Kronk. I've seen them all and we have already met. Your friend Corey is now very important here in the Holiday Zone. That's nice. She absorbed the holiday spirit into herself. I'm sorry, what? What? Look, we can get more into this later. What is it with our group in absorbing spirits? Okay. <laughs> but Don't I need away you from ghosts. to help. No, now, no, no, no. Stay close to me. And I'm going to scoot closer to him. Eyes wide. <laughs> <laughs> and... Santor just sort of you see his head just kind of swivel towards you and just kind of give you a scan and just uh, alright I'm not going to lie I wasn't anticipating bringing a puppy Yeah. this seems like some serious hindsight but somebody who is half animal I like to feel like I'm good with them can I watch over your pup please do well you Go out and do this thing. I want to inside check the centaur. Yeah! <laughs> that human half is giving you the dirty. The horse half, not so much. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen? He seems very forthcoming with his intentions. He has summoned you here to an alternate dimension to fight off a ginger witch. The least he can do is watch your dog. <laughs> sure. And you see as Cyber hops on the ground and comes over towards Santor, she just kind of like sniffs him and then walks to the other side and sniffs a leg and then comes back up front and he just gets down and puts his gloves together. And when he opens them up, you see that there is what looks to be a perfectly sized uh, 64-bit dog treat that <laughs> is just floating in the air with this glow around it in front of him. And then Cyber takes a bite of it, just eats the whole thing in one go. Uh and then she just uh, makes a happy yipping noise uh, and then just begins running around Santor. Are we going to look don't like do that this too much. If you don't stop that mad hag, I'm afraid everyone will look like this forever. Where can we find her? I'm going to run a simulation. She could be anywhere at this point. She has complete control and lack of control at time all at once. Mm. So he goes over to this large console with these screens and you just see him start moving his hands up and down. Clattering of buttons begins to occur and you see that there are large shapes that just begin to move. And it's like they're moving up and down in the same kind of chamber. It looks like uh, a controlled vat is just kind of pumping nothing uh but it's making a lot of noise and you can see that there's a little bit of steam kind of coming out from the bottoms uh of this console until eventually uh after about 20 minutes or so uh you hear this very uh this very loud jingling noise and as it does you see this piece of paper get printed out uh directly uh or it, it looks like a square of white uh, that looks like it has some black markings on the front. You can't actually read any of it. 
but he ends up picking it up, holding it up to his face and just kind of nodding uh, and says, All right, we've tracked her down to the edge of the peppermint woods. Now we need to know, are you all ready to undertake this mission? If it gets us back, sure. We're getting paid. Yes. I would like to inside check the centaur. <laughs> yeah, inside check centaur. Uh, 23. Okay. Uh, so as, like, as he says yes, he locks eyes with you, Blake, and Blake, you just hmm, kind of growl a little bit at him. And he just says, with holiday cheer, but if you require something physical, I suppose... That we can settle on something more than gratitude. 10,000 gold. (laughs) (laughs) Three wolf pelts. (laughs) I would like treated. Three wolf pelts I can do. 10,000 gold you expect me to single-handedly just overthrow an economy? (laughs) I have workers. I have people that need paid. I have a friend that you have brought back from the dead. No, I didn't. He's still dead. I understand that, but you are torturing me with his presence. This is... I mean, I'm just saying... Sorry, Wolf. I'm saying that this is quite traumatic for me. And I'm sure it's traumatic for him, knowing that he is dead and he has to do another mission. I I think that there is something that you can be doing, something that can be done. Maybe a scroll of resurrection, if you can just pop in and grab something. I have a scroll I'm going to check really fast. And he reaches into this side pouch that he has next to him that looks like a festive version of this little dagger pouch. And he reaches inside and he begins to pull out this seemingly never-ending list. It just, as he pulls it, it just continues to come up and come up and come up and he begins cycling through it uh, until eventually... Uh, He gets to a point and brings down one of these cubic hands and scans over and says, Klee-Kai, good list. Klee-Kai says you get the neutral list. So, and he just reaches into his bag and he pulls out uh, what looks to be a small orange, and he hands it over to you. I do not accept this orange. <laughs> just suits yourself. He just puts it back in his bag and begins to steadily put this giant list back in. I'm going to pull out three probably rotting wolf pelts and just, like, toss them on the ground. Uh <laughs> And Cybra goes over and just starts to <laughs> just starts to like sniff. I just walk over to Cybra, pick her up. No, 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 no. And these are all no, very like weird, again, like polygonal wolf pelts that you've tossed on the ground. So rather than appearing as three individual wolf pelts, they just sort of pop into the air as one singular unit and then fall to the ground. But it's more of like they are set down. They don't spread out or anything like that. We're in goddamn RuneScape. I did not think that through. <laughs> How do you have a bunch of wolf pelts? Because I forgot to, to drop them off whenever we spent like three weeks in this one town. 
actually, oh, all right. All right, so we're gonna go kill a hag, right? This is our job? Yes. And I don't know what she's done to do all of this, but we're gonna need a hell of a miracle to be able to put all of this back together. And then as he says that, uh, all of you make perception checks again. Eighteen. Okay. Twenty-five. Jesus. I could not hear you. Eight. Okay. Sorry. I'm just rolling my dice because something's happening and I don't know what's happening. It's because I moved my dice. All right. So Blake, Wolf, and Calum, uh, all of you guys see through these windows another uh, long line uh, that seems to just pass over it through the sky. And as it does, you can hear that same sound, that kind of, it almost sounds like glass straining against itself uh, as it begins to wash over this Chris, over this central console and all of you guys. And as it does, uh, you look down uh, after kind of opening your eyes and you can see that all of you have these very rigid outlines to you. You're... Uh, you have very matte colors, uh, but kind of looking around, you don't see each other with a whole lot of depth. Uh, it looks almost like however you are looking at the individual you are talking to, that they almost maintain a weird central axis ratio. Uh, and uh, kind of looking down, you can see that like as you get emotive that your, char- that your character... Uh, is like jumping up on the ground, but you don't see that there is a lot of emotion in each other's faces and bodily forms. Okay, all right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go right now, and we're gonna fix this shit. Which way to the peppermints? I can take you there. Uh, and at that, you see, you hear a gloved clapping noise as the Santar figure in front of you hops up twice. Uh, and as it does, you see uh, on the ground, there is this ring of a vibrant yellow energy that begins to just kind of radiate and come through the floor. Uh, and then sliding in front of your vision is just this large red sleigh uh, that looks like it has a writing attachment in the front. And you see Santor uh, glide over to where this figure is. Uh, in front of where the actual cart appendage is, and then uh, you hear a clicking noise as then the two figures merge, and you see Santor with a cart on its back. Get in! Can you take the thing off of his mouth before we... Right, and then you see the entire image just jump up twice in that same clapping uh, noise. And then, Wolf, it disappears from your mouth as well. <sighs> so we're going to go kill someone? Yep, I get in the car. Okay, let's go. <laughs> we're going to kill someone. Check uh, my weapons. Uh, um, come sit next to me, and I, like, pat the seat. <laughs> Do either one. I'll sit there. <laughs> and we'll get in the back. Get in the back. So are we still calling ourselves by the fake names or is that what you guys prefer? Or like I'm I'm fine being called Calum, I guess. 
I mean, everyone Wolf calls is me. is my name. But he said uh, you're Conrad. And he also said that I was dead. But here I am. But he also said that he had to go to... Sweetheart, you know what a nickname is. Yeah, I know that. Well, do you want to call me Ghost? Or do you want to call me something else? You can call me whatever you want. Okay, Miss Ghost. <clears throat> Just, yeah. Is everybody settled? <laughs> Santar yells. <laughs> I, I'm actually very unsettled, but I guess we can go anyway. If you would like, you can wear goggles. And you see him just goggles. strap on goggles over his <laughs> eyes. And he Why just says, he... suit yourself. As these, like, he, you guys don't actually see him sliding them on. They just sort of appear on this character model that you see in front of you. Uh, as he <laughs> seems... Sunglasses deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you guys hear the sound of his hooves clopping uh, as the cart begins to get pulled forward until eventually it goes into a nose climb. And then proceeds to fly out the window. And then you guys uh, are stationary on the back of this cart. And you can kind of feel the wind, uh, a very gentle breeze around you. And then as you kind of come to a stop in the air, you feel your sense of direction shift. And looking down, you can actually see that the world shifts underneath you as well. Until eventually, uh, Santor says, Southwest to the peppermint forest. And then you feel a lurching feeling as it seems like the world around you begins to turn quickly. You still feel this very gentle breeze around you, but it's almost like being in a cart if the cart stood still, but the world moved instead. Uh, as you guys are just kind of soaring through the air very quickly. Blake is just like clutching for dear life. Kalum is just like clutching for dear life. <laughs> Ghost is like clutching for dear life. Wolf's wondering what would happen if you pushed one of them out. <laughs> Claws out <laughs> into the sea. Oh yeah, you like there there was a nice there was like a nice like finish on the side of this wood before you got in, and now there are distinct dragon claws that have just dug themselves into the sides. Um and then you guys kind of uh, feel this lurching stop and Santor uh, then like his body kind of tilts towards you uh, as you see uh, the, the goggles then pop off uh, and just seem to be removed entirely. And he goes back to his previous visage. He says, all right, we're at the Peppermint Forest. Is there anything else that you would require before I leave? Uh, just one question. If I die here, what happens? Best not to think about it. I didn't think about it the last two times, and... If you die here... If you died because of holiday-related things... Well, then you'd probably come back. 24 hours, give or take. I mean, I employ goblins. Sometimes things go wrong. If you died from a ginger witch, I don't know. Okay. So again, try not to do that. 
is that just to me? I'm already dead. I'm going to say to everybody, it's like a general, all-encompassing, please don't die. I would have to... Fair enough. Uh, is there okay. anything else that we need to be wary of in this wood? I mean, is it a typical... She may have summoned servants. Such um, as? We ladies. have seen large cookie people going through the forest. Cook. Yes. Like gingerbread men. God, if it was only just gingerbread men. They're gingerbread orcs, gingerbread ogres. Hopefully you don't see a ginger giant out there. Ginger giant. Right, okay. Um, Any of your people in this wood that we should be looking out for? No. Again, I send everybody (laughs) on vacation. Right now, it's just a skeleton crew... Not of skeletons. Some people might believe skeleton crew is a phrase. Got it. So the guardian of the holidays needs to outsource because he can't guard his own area. Got Look, just because we're in the holiday the zone doesn't mean we also issues. didn't get it's okay. hit. It's okay. Performance issues. It's on Wolf. You talk a lot. We do talk. Yes, that's why he taped my mouth shut. Anyway. Thank you, and he kind of sidles over to Blake. Alright, I'm giving you this because you seem like the kind of person who would know how to use it. And you see uh, a, a glow kind of appear between you two. And then with a sleigh bell ring, uh, you see what looks to be a large, can- a large candy cane. Uh, just red, white, striped. Reuse dialogue. Yes. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, Once you you're done. Taken, I have no idea how to use this. You have a crossbow, right? Oh. Point it towards making... the sky and break off the lower part. It'll shoot a flare into the sky and I'll know where you are so I can pick you up. So this is not a crossbow bolt. No. <clears throat> You'll figure okay. it out. Caitlin's a smart guy. Here, here you go. Just... We may need that for bait. No. And you see, uh, you know, how to... you see Santor's figure kind of like jump up, and then it does a like three sixty corner turn. Uh, so that way it is facing the other direction towards uh, towards the inside of the sleigh while he now has this puppy under his arm in his character model. And then you see his character model revert to the way that it was and the puppy is now in the back of the sleigh. Uh, but it seems to be like in this little cute seat. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it. don't give her too many of those fucking snacks. I won't. She'll grow up big and strong, I'm sure. Damn right. (laughs) And then you hear the sound of these hooves kind of clattering against the snow, and then off into the sky, you see Santar go until he reaches a stationary point in the sky. 
and then uh, Calum, as you're waving uh, to Cybra as she goes, you see her uh, actually kind of like take notice of you and then wave a paw back. Uh, before all again, you watch as just the cart stretches out almost like spaghetti and then shoots forward. All right, so which one of you is the hunter? How many people have you killed? Uh, one. No. Yes, one. How many Faye have you killed? Three. How many times have you died? None. We're working with amateurs. I would think death is a... Not a positive factor. It's a... It just means you failed on the job, right? Depends. Sometimes it's a sacrifice you need to make. All right. Well, it looks like I'm in charge, and I'm okay with that. So, uh, we're hunting Faye. You Mm -hmm. have hunted Faye before, right? Yes. All right. Uh, Can I make a knowledge check? Because I don't think witches are Faye. Yeah, you can make a Arcana check if you would like. Yeah, they should be like. Well, he said witches, so I figure. Uh, 16. Yes, so with your 16, you would know that hags are indeed fey creatures. Oh, okay. Yes. What do I know about fey? About hags? About hags? Uh, (laughs) So our our two blood hunters can also roll arcana checks. And Wolf, if you would like to roll an arcana check to see what you know about hags as well, you can. So this is an intelligence check. Relate to Faye. Yes, I would say that that would be advantage. We're just having this conversation about hags. And 11. Okay. 16. 10, 11, 16. And then, Calum, you got a 16, 16 as, well. as well. Okay, so. <laughs> Blake's more of like an undead. Blood huntery guy. Mm-hmm. Ghost is more of a I'm just hunting people kind of mm-hmm. blood hunter. Uh, but Wolf, you remember uh, when you were very young during holiday stories uh, that you would get told about uh, about hags. And sometimes in one of the more famous stories that you heard, there was a hag who built a house out of gingerbread uh, and lured two children into the hut. And then those children started to eat the sidewalls of the hut, much to the hag's chagrin. Uh, in this story, the children ended up getting captured uh, and then later eaten because they were too slow to escape the hag after it had caught them eating her house. Uh, it wasn't a very pleasant story that you were told as a child, but that was the story your parents decided to tell you. Uh, and Calum, you read this story by yourself one night uh, very late when you were young uh, under under the moonlight, and it it kind of shook you a little bit, but you read. Except re- in this version, they turn into witch hunters and Hawkeye gets diabetes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you were reading the Pulp Fiction version of this children's story. I don't know where your library got Pulp Fiction, but they had it. But not it's the mo- but not like the screenplay for Pulp Fiction. That would be a lot. Um, Royale with cheese. <laughs> I don't know what half of these lines mean. Gwen, you say words like you're from this play. 
Um, so yeah, you guys are standing on the outside of the peppermint wood, uh, kind of recalling the information that you know about hags. Uh, and as you're standing there, you just feel this wind kind of come through the woods. And as it does, it just carries forth this very, like, this sweet smell of peppermint, but also, like, that sharp after scent of menthol to it. Uh, so it just seems to be, like, overly, overly minty uh, and not in a very pleasant way. Uh, and kind of looking around uh, about... Uh, I would say off of that... Uh, off of that breeze as well, you definitely get the smell of what you would assume to be uh, cookies in the make. It smells like fresh cookies that are kind of getting carried on with this mint. You smell that? Yeah. Sorry. No. What? What? Uh, which way is it coming from? Uh, you're getting a strong reading from it towards uh, the <clears throat> eastern part of the woods. So, Looking in the it. way that the world is rendering, do we get a nice, like, trail of steamy, smelly yes, stuff? Yes, it is this, follow? like, it looks to be just this kind of bright, vibrant, purplish, pinkish form that is just kind of hanging in the air and it it's just at reaching the end of these woods and then you see it trailing uh and then kind of rising up into the air and that's where it dissipates in these small little clouds uh that are caught from it as they rise further and as you are looking around this forest as well uh you can see very far off uh above the tree line that there are these large white puffs of smoke as well that seem to kind of just be coming from the woods Would you like to take the lead? Ah, uh, sure. How perceptive are you? Uh, so someone who wasn't very perceptive took the lead. I think I died. Look, I'm I'm going ahead. So if anything well, sees us before we see them, they'll go after me. Okay, I'm cool with that. Caleb, you can come back here with me. We'll take the flank. Okay. Wolf, keep an eye on the front. Yep. Okay. We start heading east. Yeah. And you guys begin heading into the woods following this trail. Uh, and as you do, I would like for uh, the blood hunters to roll perception with advantage. Do we have all of our spell slots in yeah, this stuff? You guys all have your full spell slots, full health. Nine. Just nine. Nine. Nine and 13. All right. So as you guys are parading through the woods uh, and just kind of looking over your shoulders, making sure uh, that you're following this trail, uh, Wolf is actually the only person to notice this. Uh, but there is what appears to be a large humanoid-esque looking form uh, that seems to be making its way towards you from the shadows. And you can actually feel the ground kind of shaking underneath you. You can feel, uh, you can see that there are what look to be very, uh, 
very poorly animated leaves that just sort of seem to sway back and forth from the trees as it falls. Uh, or I guess it wouldn't be leaves. They would be needles uh, at this point because, yeah, that's not how trees work. Um, and as you make your way forward, uh, Blake, you can't be surprised by undead. And Ghost, you can't be surprised by undead either. Wolf, you've already noticed this. Uh, Calum, what is your perception? One, five, fifteen. Okay. So you also see that there is just this large hulking figure that is made entirely out of gingerbread uh, that has what looks to be a very angry face kind of painted onto the front with icing, uh, as well as these large hands that are kind of reared up. Uh, and you can see that there are several other of these smaller humanoid figures that are about roughly medium-sized uh, that are also kind of shambling towards you, just these co- uh, these cookied figures. And that is where we are going to go into our first break of the evening. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody who is joining us for all of this holiday bullshit. Uh, I, am, I am greatly enjoying it, and I cannot wait to, to continue. So we are going to be picking up in... Five to ten minutes, so don't go anywhere unless you are planning on grabbing a food, grabbing a drink, grabbing a friend, bring him on back, and then joining us for the continuation of this adventure. I would also like to say uh, thank you to all the folks on Patreon, all the new people who are following us on Podbean, because you can find us now at Podbean at indooradventures.podbean.com, where we do recaps of the podcast and stuff. So come check it out, and we will see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. Bye-bye! Hello, everybody, and we're back. We have once again returned to the game. I'm really bad at these transitions back ever since I got thrown off my game at PAX Unplugged, but it's fine. We're working on it. Anyways, so you guys have all seen uh, this large gingerbread form uh, shambling towards you through the woods, as well as what appears to be three tinier uh, gingerbread men as well. And when I mean tiny, I mean that the first one is a large-sized creature, and the others are medium-sized. So they are smaller by comparison, but it is not size category small for everybody. Uh, everybody's housekeeping. So I would like for you all to roll initiative as we hop into it. I guess this is a different zone. Okay. Not change for me, thank you. Eight. (laughs) Fifteen. Wow. Seventeen. I'm I'm sorry. What was that, Caleb? It's a. It's not a one. It's not a zero. (laughs) It's not a zero. (laughs) Happy holidays! It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas. Christmas. I need to like move my dice into something else. This wormwood ball isn't helping me. Right. <laughs> so, what? yeah. First up, ghost, or sorry, uh, wolf. Wolf. What would you yeah. like to do? As you see these four figures shambling in front of you. Um, I would like to do my insightful fighting ability against the gigantic zombie bitch that's walking towards it. Okay. So, insight check against the deception. Got a 14. I got a 15. Nice. Well, yeah. Okay, so 
I guess I'm in range to run up and smack it with my rapier. Okay. I'm yes, assuming. Am yes. I in range? Yes, you can. You and are most certainly in range. I'm going to scroll up to see what that is. Because I haven't attacked as a weapon for a while since I last died. 19. 19 hits. Roll for damage. He is a very, very big cookie. 19 should hit him. Shit, where's my dice? Found it. Okay, and I get sneak attack that I guess. Which is... 2d6 on top. Okay, so... That is... An 8 plus... 5... And 4... So it's that... 17. Okay. And that ends my turn. All right, so you guys watch Wolf just run up, pull out, uh, pull out his rapier with his uh, with the wolf head on it by the wolf head, and then just bring it up and shove this rapier into this a large creature after he kind of sizes it up for a hot minute. So the next up is Ghost. All right, I am going to uh, like move Calum behind me, and I'm just say stay behind me, and I'm gonna cast. Told a dad. Okay. So it has to make a wisdom save? Yep. It got a three on the die, so that's a one. Sweet. It's a cookie. Uh, um, okay, it's not, it is missing hit points? Yes. All right, so it's 1d12. Yes. Fallen. Actually, I haven't used this spell yet. That's an eight. Okay. That's really good. Yeah, so this, uh, what does your Toll the Dead sound like? Is it just an off-distant bell? Um, oh gosh. Uh, it is, but it's like one of those, like, no, it's a gong. Okay. So it's just a gong sound that this creature kind of hears in its mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, as I yeah. cast it, you can see the necrotic... Uh, spell come out of my arm and then shoot forward. In Your this. blue eye kind of flares up at the same time. It looks badass. Uh, and then it is this creature's turn. Uh, this large cookie monster. And it does not like the damage that uh, Wolf did by rushing up uh, and stabbing at it. So it is going to swing out at you. We with don't have a tank, guys. A 17 to hit? Yep. Okay. So he's going just to fine. He's already dead. <laughs> this is a holiday-related incident, right? Fifteen points of bludgeoning damage. Holy! Don't say and. Okay. Do not no, say there's no and. It's fifteen points. All right, y'all level, level three. three I'm already. assuming I got. Yeah, I'm assuming I got flung back a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you guys definitely hear this <laughs> as Wolf just gets sidearmed by this giant cookie hand. Uh, and you see that there are though, little bits of gingerbread. Is that all you got? Uh, <laughs> that is all that he has. Uh, then next up is going to be Calum. So, <clears throat> as Ghost was casting the Toll the Dead, afterwards there's like this glow that illuminates behind her. As from the tip of Caleb's spear, he just launches a guiding bolt at level two. 
Nice. Do it. Yeah. Oh, that's 14 plus 19. Yeah, that'll hit. I don't have enough d6 for this. He's a big <laughs> flat cookie. It's very easy to hit. Un momento. Here's one. Should have this two, three, four. Oh, hot damn. Four, eight, twelve, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty, twenty-two, twenty-three points Dang! of damage. Dang! For twenty-three? We're shit kids, Barry. Holy shit. We're shit kids in this group. <laughs> I rolled three fours, a six, and a five. Damn, that's a good number. Wolf has to beat this dude in doing stuff, okay? <laughs> okay, so, uh... Caleb, do you have a bonus action that you would like to do? He's just gonna yell at Blake, HIT HIM WHERE IT HURTS! Okay, sounds good. Uh, then you see that there are these three other forms that begin kind of shambling up towards uh, Ghost and Calum towards the back. Uh, and two of them are going to raise up their cookied hands and swipe down uh, at Ghost. Because you made a lot of noise. One of them is going to get a 18 on the die. Uh, so he is going to hit you for three points of damage. And then the second one misses. Uh, he is unable to kind of come up against you. You see that as he brings his hand up, uh, a little bit of the frosting actually comes off of his arm, and the arm just sort of, like, goes motionless on that side. Uh, and then he is going to strike... And then a third one is going to strike out against Caleb. That's a natural 20. <laughs> is it bad that Wolf would kind of... <laughs> And you take eight points of bludgeoning damage. That's not bad. Yeah. Oh, but that hurt, doesn't it? Okay. Oh, not the time. <laughs> so then next up is going to be Blake. Uh, where is the one cookie that has been guiding bolted? Guiding He's the, the big cookie. The gigantic one. In relation yeah. to the other cookies. Uh, in relation to the other cookies, the other ones kind of ran forward past you to get onto Calum and Ghost, avoiding your uh, avoiding your attack of opportunity range. But this one is still just kind of like lumbering in front of you. It didn't move on its turn. It just smacked the shit out of Wolf. Just gonna eye Blake and nod my head. Uh, so what Blake's gonna do is he's uh, going to close his... Well, number one, pull out his crossbow. Number two... Uh, put his hand into a fist over the crossbow and unretract his claws so that you just see like blood start to drip down onto the crossbow where it nice. ignites in this yellow flame, uh, which probably doesn't look that impressive in the graphics that we're currently being rendered <laughs> at. No, uh, but you just see this like solid marker around your crossbow bolt as it happens. Yes. Uh, I was going to say, it's kind of like, Current battle is like a fire emblem where we're like the two deep strikes on the field, mm -hmm. and then it goes into like that. Um, what's it? Art, nice artwork. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and he'll take a shot okay. on the big guy with advantage from the guiding bolt. Yes. Okay. Thank you, because one of those was a natural one. Uh, I'm assuming that a twenty-four is going to hit. Oh yeah, definitely. Not there. 
uh, for 13 points of piercing damage and three points of fire damage. This thing is looking messed up. And you yeah, can see that away from my damage. as this as this uh, crossbow bolt kind of sinks into the cookie, you can see that there is just a black outline as the inside of it just kind of burns out uh, from the fire lit from your very blood. Uh, so that's it. Uh, I would like for eh, you don't need to make perception checks for this. As you guys are fighting, you actually see that there is another wave that sweeps through. Uh, and again, as it hits you guys, you see yourself kind of devolving further down. This time, you do end up appearing as those like Shovel Knight-style sprites of who you guys are, where it is just these tiny little bit sprites. If you're part of the Discord, Cyberwolf made bit sprites that I'm kind of basing this off of. <laughs> um, and so you each see representations of yourselves and you can move again. You have full function of your arms and legs, but as they move, you see that the colors just kind of shift as your body is made of these tiny little blocks. And it doesn't move very smoothly, but you still are able to move. So then we are back at the top of the round with Wolf. Wolf, you have seen this giant cookie just get hit to hell and back by uh, by your new party members, by your t and your temporary party members, uh, while the, you saw these other cookies kind of run over to Ghost and Calum. Twenty. Okay, twenty to hit the cookie. Not nice. Roll four damage, and you so also get the double, double sneak attack dice. Yes. So that is uh, three. A five, so eight, plus six, plus six, plus one, plus five. So what's that? 26? 6, 12, 18, plus eight, 26. All right, how are you dropping this guy? What does it look like um, when you kill the big cookie? I'm just going to just remember his limbs and his head. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so with a Zoro-style flourish uh, that starts with you kind of like sitting on the ground a little bit and then jumping up through the air with this very quick flourish, you actually then land on the ground sheathing your rapier. Uh, and as you do, you just see this cookie stand and then the bits connecting its arms to its body, its legs to its body, and even its head to its body all just appear as a very fine, thin line in between them as they all just fall apart and collect on the ground. Their little bits kind of scattering everywhere around it. Uh, but yeah, you have killed that big cookie fucker. And then with my bonus action, to have that, um, let me double check. Yeah, I'm going to do insight fighting on the one that actually hit ghost. Okay. He got yeah, a seven. Yeah. Okay, that's cool because I rolled a nine, so nine plus five is what, 14. Yeah, so you're fine on that. Yeah. Okay, so then next up is Ghost. And Ghost, you've seen this large cookie just get shit on by Wolf. Uh, I see that and I just say, nice. And then I look over at Blake and I say, good idea. And I like run my claws across my chest, igniting them in fire. And I'm going to uh, attack Badass. the guy standing in front of me. Yeah. That's a... Ooh. That's an 18. 18 to hit. Totally works. 
Okie dokie. And that is five plus three, eight plus. God, I haven't attacked. Okay, I haven't attacked with this character in so long. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, so eight plus four is twelve damage on that. Okay. And I'm. Uh, nope, that's it. All right, sounds good. So this creature is barely hanging on. Uh, as it seems, your claws raking up against it have just left these slash, these scorched slash marks on its chest. Uh, so then next up is going to be Calum. <clears throat> Spear out, attacking the one she just attacked. That is a, a, a 14. Okay. 14 will hit. Roll for damage. Nice. That's a uh, five piercing. Okay. The one that she hit, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so you thrust your spear through the center of this cookie creature, and you see its body kind of start to convulse down. Um, and then you see its head just kind of, like, pick back up as its cookied hands reach out onto your claws as it begins writing itself up. Damage that you saw it getting close to dealing it to death is actually resealing. It seems to have some weird constitution about it. Undead. Yes. Does she say this out loud? Yeah. Oh. Uh, what action is that? In order divinity turn undead? Yeah, it's it's an action action, so next turn. Oh. Yeah. Alrighty. So then next up are these three guys three Zambos. One of them is going to strike out against Kalem, uh, and it got a 14 to hit. Misses. Assuming, yeah. Uh, and then Ghost, you get one uh, that got an 18 on the die. So it got a 19 total. Uh, and it is going to hit you for 7 points of bludgeoning damage. Oof. Uh, and then the third one is going to strike out against Kalem, and it is going to get a 12 to hit. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, Caleb, you have not been injured, but Ghost, you got mezzed by some of those guys. So, next up is Blake. Uh, once again, how far apart are they from each other? They are about, uh, away from you, they are about uh, 15 feet at this point. And they are all just sort of bunched up next to each other. If you're looking for a line, you could you could definitely get two of them in a line at any given angle, but it would be impossible to get three. Uh, as there are two in front where Ghost is and then one kind of off towards the back. Uh, I'll hold off on that for now. Uh, I'll just, I'm just going to take a standard shot. Okay. Uh, at one of them that hasn't been injured. Yes, there is one that has been injured, and it is on the end of Kalem's spear tip currently. I'll do that one. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, has one hit... Uh, it's one against Wolf. No. Wolf killed the big one, and then uh, was able to kind of scan out the zombies, or the cookies. And there's one on uh, Ghost, and there's two on Kalem. Yes, currently. So I'm going to go for the uninjured one on Kalem. Okay. Does 12 hit? Yes. <gasps> These are large cookies. Okay. 
five points of piercing damage and four points of fire damage. Okay. Sounds good. All right. It does not like that at all. So. And that's it for my turn. Next up, Wolf. Is the one that hit Ghost the one which I've already marked, or is that yes? Different the one? one that hit Ghost was the one that has now found itself on Calum's spear uh, on Calum's spear tip. Okay, well I'm gonna go hit that some bit because why not? Okay. Thirteen. Mm, yeah, that hits. Oh shit! That is a total of. 10 damage because my sneak attack is terrible with two ones. All right. So uh, you whip out your rapier once more and just completely cut the head off of this ginger, uh, this gingerbread creature uh, as it just kind of collapses on Caleb's spear falling apart oh. like a very, very stale cookie. I saw that Caleb. That little head bubble. It's not cool, man. RJ did a little hmm. <laughs> Hmm? Uh, I was adjusting myself in my chair. <laughs> oh, it looked like a. It looked like a. Hmm, oh, look at this guy. Oh, look at this guy killing all the ginger people. <laughs> what? It, it, looked, it looked really like. Oh, all right, ghost. It is your turn. Um, I'm gonna lean back to Caleb and say, "Do you want to, or should I?" And if he doesn't say anything, I'm going to turn undead. Okay. So. Baller. All right, clear. All right, so yeah. they have to make wisdom saves. Mm -hmm. That's not good. And also terrible. So, okay. yeah, these two creatures just, and like, bring their cookied hands up, and then they just bolt it, just completely yeah. separating themselves from you guys. Uh, do you get attacks of opportunity at turn? No, because it's forced movement. It's yeah. a forced movement, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they just No, wait, is it force movement? Because they're running away. It, it takes its turn to move away yeah, from it you. It takes its turn to move away. Oh, it's turn. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're fine then. So yeah, you have turned it. They they are fully scared. Um, I'm just gonna say, uh well, I don't, I don't I'm gonna say to Wolf, don't touch it. Alright. And then next and up And then as my bonus action, I would like to shift. Okay. To give myself four temporary HP points. <laughs> Seems so you pretty guys good. Just see, yeah, right. So you guys just see as her uh, canine features begin to extend a little bit, her ears grow back a little bit, her hair gets a little bit thicker. It's very weird seeing all of this as a pixelated character, but it's totally there and looks really rad. Thanks, bud. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, so... It is actually these creatures' turns, so they are going to try and run. They are just going to try and book it. They don't have a particular direction that they are going in. They are just not wanting anything to do with this anymore. You've frightened how them. Hurt do, how hurt do they look? One of them looks pretty hurt, and the other looks not damaged at all. Do we want to let them go? I look over. Sword out, ready to hit something. Mm -hmm. I don't want to let them go. All right. Stab so as they, out. As they if exit, I, yeah. If I see someone attack, I'm, I'm attacking. Okay. I will attack. Okay. Attacking the uninjured one or the injured one? The uninjured one. Okay. That's a natural twist. Holy shit. Roll for damage. Yes. Oh, and that's 
damage. Ah! Ew! I love it. Twenty damage. I didn't finish it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you finished it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you did. And no undead constitution because it took enough damage on a crit to kill it. So you got that going for you. So yeah, you just rake up with one claw on this completely previously uninjured cookie man who then just shatters into thousands of bits and then spreads all across the ground while the other one just and continues running off into the woods. And then you guys are in a Wait, lull point. Caleb, are you... Are you attacking the other one, Caleb? Sure, I'll, sh I'll try to stab it. No one's not in range of me, is it? No, no. I try to swipe for the ankles, but it just, like, passes. Right. All right, and then Wolf, would you like to stab? Oh, if I can. Yeah. Nat twenty. Holy oh, shit! Christ. Yes. Bom, 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 bom. Is he still within five feet of everyone? Yes, he is. At this point, he is trying to leave your sights. Eight plus five is thirteen. Plus five plus four is nine. Plus two plus five. That's way over the 20. Oh, yeah, he's dead. He's just gone. He didn't have a whole lot. He had six left by the time you dealt all this damage to it. So, again, you just fling your cookie up and you see it shatter into... I want to do it without looking. Just be like, nope. Yes. So you yeah. bring up your blade uh, and it's just the back... It's on the backswing that it just kind of stabs into the back of this cookie creature and it falls down onto the ground and then just shatters into bits in front of you. You guys really don't know how to kill stuff, do you? I... We are more of the subdual type. Yeah. I press my shield against ghosts, and I cast healing words when I wand. She I... Wait, you press your shield against me? Yeah, I have my wand inside the shield. Oh. Uh, so I have to... Don't you have to touch... It's touch spell. It's healing words, so it's a listen spell. Oh, okay. Healing word. Okay. <laughs> uh, you get healed seven points. Ooh, thank you. Yeah. I feel the healing power come through me. Oh, thank you so much. How very kind. And I turn off my gauntlets. I'm a healer. It's what I do. And walk over to Wolf and I touch his shoulder. <laughs> Just like, like, boop. Oh. 11 points of healing. Oh, because I was on six. Okay? I was, but I wasn't going to say anything because I'm tough. Um, <laughs> you're built Tonka tough. Yeah, like, I'm so close to dying, but oh, I've got to impress ghosts. Are you feeling alright now, Wolf? Oh, I was fine all along. I was fine all along. Are you sure? Yeah, of course. It's me. Oh. Takes more than a cookie to beat me. I think I, I turned back to the other two. I think you are both very capable. Thank you so much. Uh, where, where do we go now? You still see the trail, uh, this like pinkish purple vapor trail in the air, uh, except now it is just made of these bits rather than uh, being made of a solid long object, it would appear. Can I pick up some of this gingerbread man and eat it? Yeah. It... I, um... Totally. <sighs> I wouldn't do that. It tastes delicious. It's just gingerbread. Gingerbread, wow. this bit didn't get hit by anything. And I go to the big giant dude and carve a bit out. 
except we know that they're undead. So am I. I kind of. Is that cannibalism at that point? I'm not made of gingerbread. No, but that I'm. I'm worried that the gingerbread might be made of zombies. Soylent's made of people. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by Soylent. Those it's not, are, you know, but it could be. <laughs> You've saved Sup, me Soylent. many a day. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. Not saying anything, uh, Blake is going to keep following the breadcrumb trail. Okay. The gingerbread crumb trail. Yes. I'm, I'm going to lean over to Wolf. I could follow that man all day. And I keep walking. This just painful size all day. Uh, I'm sorry. <sighs> Something still hurt, Mr. Wolf? Just my pride, man. Just my pride. No, I don't have any healing spells for that. Walks away. Yes, I'll be the last one to just one final sigh and follow it. All right. Uh, and as you guys are walking forward, Blake, you actually hear in the in the recesses of your mind uh, a a very deep breathing. Uh, no. Yes. This place would be perfect for us. We could set out an outpost. Tall, dark, and scary. We are not doing that. Why? All of time and space. It could be ours. I have a job to do, and I fully intend to go back home. Maybe then we can have a conversation about this. And he just growls at you, and then... If I could choose my vessel again, I would have chosen differently. And then you just... Silent. And occasionally you just hear a dissatisfied grump. I like that dude. Yeah. Did he hear it? No, this was all in the back of Blake's head. I know, but I'm just saying, fuck that dude. Barry says. Nah. I'd so be down to be like, okay, let's fuck shit up. Uh, so we are Does continuing. Blake speak out loud yeah. or is it yes. Oh, yeah. Head? Oh. Does he do that often? I lean over to Caleb. No. Wait. Should we be concerned? Crazy people? Maybe. Should I stab him? No. Are you sure? Very sure. Well, hold on. <laughs> he like jogs <laughs> up next to Blake. Everything cool? Uh no. Uh you remember Tarlayan? Yeah, I did some research on him, I remember. Uh he is talking to me, and he wants to take over this holiday place. Mm. <laughs> yeah, does he do that often? No, this is the first time that he's actually, like, tried to stake a claim. No. Well, it, um, you, are, you do have access to all time and space in here, plus, like, an infinite supply of workers, so I guess... That would be like 
Uh, Your friend understands. We got a job to do, so let's do it. I'm gonna be behind like my rapier starting to be drawn, ready, like just cutting. Are you quite alright, Wolf? Just an option. Do you have a voice in your head? I am not a voice. I am uh, a dragon! Good for you. Um, yes, yes, I have a voice. Is this new? Yes. Like, since we got here new? No. Right. This reminded me of Kronk. Yes. Um, is it something that we as a collective should be concerned about? No, I'm sure it's going to become a thing in the main series, so. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, so uh, shall That's we continue on? When we get closer, I think we should move more stealthily. If you can manage that. And I, like, I remember half the times you've rolled stealth, and I'm just gonna look at you and be like, "Really?" It's an option. Um, I should stand in the back then, because if you haven't noticed, I've noticed. You can see her ears twitching every time you take a step. <laughs> uh, stealthy, right? Um, okay. Are you stealthy? Uh, the way I've been rolling tonight, probably not. <laughs> so yeah, as you guys creep closer, uh, make uh, make stealth checks. I think Kalen would be fine by himself, guys. Uh, oh, I'm proficient in stealth. Huh. Uh, 24. Start the near right. Uh, 12. <laughs> 10. 22. Okay. So, uh, the group at large got a eight to spot you guys as you maneuver throughout the forest. So, as you guys are, are, are going, following this trail, you can see that there are more of these kind of like shambling humanoid figures that you realize are these cookie people uh, that are kind of making their way towards you, but you're able to just circle around them and then watch them pass. And at one point... Uh, the woods are so thick that as you go around a corner, you can see that there is another one of those larger cookie people uh, that is just standing right there. And you guys kind of just like bring your arms up, just like, whoa, 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 okay, we just gently walk back. And then you like cut around the corner and go a different direction, all the while following this trail of scent. Uh, and you guys continue following this for what would be about uh, 45 minutes. I'll just continuously, like, it's weird seeing this long string of scent. Uh, and as you guys continue onward, after about, uh, as soon as you hit around minute 40, you actually see that there is another wave uh, that kind of goes, courses through the sky. And you can see above you are what look to be this kind of Aurora Borealis style effect. Or the Corolla effect, I guess as it is called. Uh, just sort of playing across the sky. And as this wave passes over, you see that there is a, a sense of darkness that follows it. Where normally you guys would be 
same as you were, but then uh, you would just kind of get like reshaped into this new form uh, painlessly, seamlessly, uh, just as it was kind of going about the effects. But as this happens, everything around you just goes black. And then uh, you see that uh, that Corolla effect up above actually split off uh, into five distinct parts. One of them taking place uh, high above in front of where you guys are at. And then to your right and to your left, also up in the sky, you see these two separate windows. These very large uh, kind of glowing effects. Uh, and as you look at each other, you can see that you are all statuesque. You are standing on these small uh, little discs and kind of looking around and you're each stuck in a pose. Blake, uh, your go-to pose of your crossbow up in the air uh, is actually very recognizable from this, uh, from this position. Caleb, you have your shield up with your spear out. Ghost, you have your arms out, uh, claws on fire. Uh, and Wolf, you just have, uh, you're leaning down on your cane, uh, looking very regal like you would typically walk through Waterdeep. Endure what the fuck? Yeah, endure what the fuck? Uh, and as you guys kind of look at each other and then look up, you can see that there are what look to be five black outlines, uh, just very fade in these, uh, in the Corolla effect. Uh, as what looks to be uh, two individuals, uh, almost humanoid in shape, with very long hair, uh, and then the other three. One with the long hair in the center point, uh, and then another uh, on the right-hand side, and then each of the other individuals all just kind of looking down. And everything seems to be almost display-esque. Uh, in that all of the trees where they were, these kind of bit trees are replaced with what looks to be a very fake wood, uh, almost what looked to be uh, felt kind of coming off of the top in rungs. But it still smells like a forest. It still smells and feels like the place that you were in. It's just that the visuals around you have noticeably changed. But And you can see where this long string of that pink purplish uh smoke was following you where the vapor trails were it looks like almost large pieces of cotton that are being held up uh by almost invisible lines that kind of just reach up into the sky and they are kind of just being held in place and they steadily move back and forth guys yeah, Suna's gonna go full circle and we're gonna be playing as ourselves playing a game Instantly dies and he hits the board. I don't understand what you're saying, guys. Um, <laughs> I could be in some place with some Hercules guy fighting other people, having a fun time instead. Are we? Can we move? Yeah, you can see, like, you can feel your body moving forward. You can feel your body kind of turning. You can peek over your head. Uh, but it just feels very controlled in how you're moving. This is like a never winter when you go to that place. Yes. It is exactly like that. For those I of you who have played much. the Neverwinter MMO, there was a segment where you got turned into tabletop pieces. This is very reminiscent of that. I hate I, you so much. I don't like this. I don't want to do this anymore. I feel weird. <sighs> At least we're not pixelated anymore. Talay, and why the hell would you want to stake a claim here? 
I'm going to just keep going forward. Yep. Uh, and as you guys continue going forward, you hear in the back of your head, uh, Blake, this is the launching point for possibly the greatest fleet known across the multiverse. We well, can cover planes in days. The hope of these workers. This fey creature has at his disposal. We could weaponize them. Oh. And you just hear this exasperated. Like he's just so upset uh, that you keep asking him questions and turning him down. Uh, and so yeah. Follow the nuts guy first. We could follow him all day, the crazy guy. Yes, he looks very good from the back, don't you think? If I could Tail pinch my eyes, I would pinch card. my eyes. Like, eye pinch. Nose bridge pinch. <laughs> the Hero Forge mini just keep keeps being pressed forward. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, hey, Hero Forge. Hey, Hero Forge. Uh, just saying. Not sponsored, but could be. Uh, so you guys make your way forward. Uh, make another set of stealth checks. Eight. Twelve. Thirteen. So you know whenever I roll a one. Oh, oh no! Zero. Oh, no. Oh, my God. All right. So, yeah, you guys are uh, making your way through the forest, and it is at that point that you actually uh, hear crunching in the snow uh, as these <clears throat> figures kind of come from behind where you are. And you can see that there are three of these miniature-esque uh, gingerbread men that sort of just slide into the path behind you. There's no large one with them. Uh, but then they begin uh, steadily making their way towards you. Uh, and you guys know that you are only... Uh, if you were to rush around the corner, you would be able to get to the gingerbread house that you have been, uh, that you have been sent to go, uh, go and investigate. How often can you turn undead? Once a day. Yes. Oh. Uh, or once it, depends, it depends on how many channel divinities you have. Which is two. Well, it's one currently. No, I'm level two, right? No, you only get one channel divinity, though, don't you? I thought you got two. Hmm. I don't know. I'm Whatever not... level cleric you are, uh, check there. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, shall we? And I start. You get your second one at six. Mm. You have to start running. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they just seem to be kind of following after you. Uh, it's hard to tell a, and gauge a a set of menace uh, from these creatures, uh, but you feel like they are just kind of coming towards you. And as you guys rush, uh, as you guys quickly move to this next area, <coughs> you can see standing in front of you is this very large oblong ginger uh gingerbread house that looks like it's smaller on the bottom than it is on top kind of coming out uh almost like a a geyser wood where it's again smaller at the bottom larger at the top and then it just has uh these very ornate roof 
uh, or this very ornate roof that has uh, a series of shingles that have all been placed up uh, with icing. You can see that there are large gumdrops that have been set up all over the place. Uh, and you can see that there is a um, that there is what looks to be a gingerbread hatch on the uh, on the side uh, on the right hand side of this building that will occasionally open up and you see another cookie person just kind of rise up from it and then begin shambling off towards the woods. The cookie people don't seem to uh, the ones near the house actually haven't seemed to recognize you guys as you continue to slide forward. Um, and you watch as these balls of what you assumed what you would assume to be smoke. Uh, coming up from the chimney actually reach a certain point in the sky and then you see them begin to kind of shudder and then disperse and as they do that's when the waves of this energy just kind of goes off above them and you guys get hit with that as well uh, right as you are at the door and you actually look around and you can see that everything is just this very black and white um, representation of what you guys of what you guys are it looks like nothing has been painted uh in this world where everything is just this very gray uh so i look the same except for the eye which is yeah. gray now <laughs> yeah like, this gray way to tell that goes i look the same yes calum pretty much looks the same uh but that is when you guys get to the front door of this place or are you just barging in or are you going to try and stand and knock as you still see these three uh these three gingerbread people that had been following you actually stand at the back as there's a little bit of space between the woods and the house and they all just kind of stand watching uh as you guys are right up next to the house the story i remember says two people should eat from the house so i think blake and caleb should start eating the house i'm just the gonna story open the door i remember says that we ate they ate from the house and then they died okay so yeah you yeah. open up the door uh, and inside, you just see that there is bright, vibrant colors that all just seem to be pouring from inside of this house. And looking in, everything looks normal inside of this house, where it seems like all of the benches have the defined wooden feel and structure to them. Uh, and as you go inside, you kind of get hit with this smell of freshly baked cookies Um and you just continue to kind of look around this house and looking down at yourself, the three of you also see uh, as Blake steps into the house that his body no goes from being that blank model to then being his fully actualized form. Oh, I go the fuck in that house. In. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Uh, and then Wolf, what are you up to? You're you are muted. muted. Oh. <laughs> you are not muted, ma'am. Oh my god! I had to add a Gwenism. Fine, fine. I'll just hear that and I'll shut the door, but I'll stay outside. <laughs> no, I'll go into the house and close the door behind me. All right. So yeah, you guys are uh, you guys are all alone in this house, um, and you can just hear what sounds like somebody kind of going about their business, talking to themselves, uh, but coming through the floorboards beneath you. Uh, and then you also hear the sound of uh, of what sounds like steam being released, as well as what you would expect to be the gingerbread slats that were generating more of these gingerbread people. 
I would like to do a, uh, I would like to look around and see what I can find as far as like spell books or things I know that a hag would have that she would need. Okay. Yeah, make yeah. a investigation check. Uh, I'd like to relight my crossbow. Okay. Yeah, it's critical. Oh, Ooh. shit. Critical, critical success. Success. Yeah. Sorry. It's the crit roll dice, so I... Ah, I yes. Critical, critical. Critical. Um, critical, critical. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, as you are looking around with your nat 20, uh, you end up finding, uh, it's kind of weird, because not a whole lot of stuff is kind of placed very well throughout. It seems like it was very much a hoarder's home. Uh, there's a lot of cook's utensils, uh, that have all just kind of been set up. Uh, but looking around, you end up do finding, uh, what looks to be a personal journal, uh, of one, where's her name? I set it down somewhere. Auntie uh, Zingaber. Uh, and she talks about how for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, she made the absolute best cookies. Uh, and then last year when she was making them, she was uh, a little caught up in herself. Uh, and just didn't have the time to dedicate as much to the craft of actually creating these cookies as she typically did. So she outlines how the rest of her coven relentlessly just were very cruel to her uh, about how her cookies weren't up to par, how the children weren't going to like them. What's the point of even making all of these cookies if they're just going to taste so terrible? Uh, that kind of thing. And as the story goes on, uh, you can see that uh, as she outlines it uh, in her story, that this year, this year, on the new year, that she was going to create an everlasting cookie. A cookie that upon being eaten would never run out. So she would only ever have to give the most perfect of cookies once to each person, and then they would always have the best cookie. But... Uh, she is doing something different this year. Where in years previously, she tried to make these cookies with love. This year, because of her malice and because of her spite, she is making these cookies with hate instead. Well, seems Wolf ate a hate cookie. I taste alright. I don't know if it's a cookie or just me. I'm going to call out Auntie Zuckerberg. <laughs> Auntie Zuckerberg! Oh, like, Auntie. Yes. Or is... Okay. A-U-N-T-I. An Auntie. Yeah, I'm and like, uh, Auntie, like the, the kaiju. Mm-hmm. Are we join her? Uh, should we, like, I don't know, like, get in a fighting stance or something? Uh, yes. I have my rapier ready, and okay. if some old hag appears, I'm stabbing her. <laughs> like, fighting my cause. Like, Blake has his crossbow, like, lit up and everything, but he's still going to call out to her. Yeah. All right. So you hear the sounds beneath you stop. Just, huh? Hmm. And then uh, you hear uh, the sound of footsteps uh, underneath you, followed by a... Hmm. And then there is uh, 
a fierce smell of peppermint next to you uh, as this creature just appears in a plume of reddish white uh, powder, not five feet away from where you are, Blake. Uh, And uh, just with this large, what looks to be a large spoon that still has this kind of dark, uh, viscous liquid coming down from it, just looks at you and just, What do you want? You coming into my house? You, 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 what do you want? Can't eat the house. The kids have already tried. You can't eat it. You're breaking the multiverse and we're asking you to stop. You're damn right I'm gonna break it. Can we kill her? I'm gonna take it. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. Tuesday group. Tuesday group. Tuesday group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm picturing the how beforehand when like Aragorn that's in the forest, don't let the wizard speak. You're like, fuck it, speaking. Yeah, right. All I was just right. like, as soon as Blake started talking to her, Ghost just went, are we, why are we talking to it? Why aren't we just, are we killing it? Monday and then he people. moves like, yeah. <laughs> Monday people. Yeah. Tuesday group. Right, so let us get some initiative. Ho! Oh. Ho, I get ho. a surprise attack? Wolf, get is a surprise a, it, Wolf is certainly going to get a surprise attack. Okay, because my initiative is a nine. Okay. So I'm really happy that I get a surprise attack to stab this model. All right, Blake. Dirty 20. Oh, 13. Okay. 17. 17, and then dirty 20 for ghost? Yes. All right. And then... New year, new me. <laughs> Alrighty. So first up is going to be Wolf with your surprise action. Hey. So, of course, my bonus action is going to be seeing my insight for fighting. Okay. So she needs to beat a 22. Okay, just a second. That seems like it is going to be pretty difficult. But you never know. These hags are very tricky creatures. So, needs to make a deception. Yeah. That's a 14. Okay, so for the next minute, I have sneak attack against her. Is she a bitch? Yes. And that is a 19 to hit. Okay. Yes, a 19 does hit. Okay, so that is... 10, because my sneak attack is terrible. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, so you just... So... Blake, you were in the middle of kind of having this conversation uh, with this fake creature, and then Wolf just interjects into this uh, into this back and forth with a rapier, and it just juts kind of right into the shoulder uh, of this fake creature as they rear back. Uh, I had a hate cookie, and then uh, you did have a hate cookie. And then ghost. Also, for the hate cookie, I would like for you to make a wisdom save. Oh, God. <laughs> 15. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Um, I yeah. am going to back up a little bit. Who am I next to? You were standing in the back with uh, Wolf and Calum, but then Wolf leapt forward to mm-hmm. stab out at the lady. So it is just you and Calum in the back, and then it's about 10 feet until the hag, with a f- with the five foot in between you and the hag, being filled in by Wolf. 
And then Blake was standing off to the side because he wasn't he wasn't digging through this lady's shit. He lit his crossbow and called out her name. Like he came here with a he came here with a job. Okie dokie. I would like to use my bonus action to cast Sanctuary okay. on Wolf. Nice. Front. Um, and then I'm going to um I don't know. I got a lot of bonus action spells that I don't want to do then. So I am going to uh, Toll the Dead. She needs to make a wisdom save. Okay. Sanctuary was a cantrip or a bonus action? action. Okay, cool. So she got a nat one, so roll for damage. She's already been injured, so you're going to be rolling a d12. We make such a good team. Uh, So as you go to Toll the Dead, while previously outside it sounded like a gong, inside of this house, as you use it, it just sounds like a very dainty sleigh bell kind of being rung in the background. Uh, And she just is more like taken off the fact that you hit her with a holiday attack. Uh, Ghost actually... I'm sorry, I don't... That's never happened to me before. (laughs) All right, so next up, Calum. Uh, yeah, Calum's gonna take a spear, slam his shield, and bless Ghost, Wolf, and Blink. Bless. So that's add a d4 to whenever you attack or saving throw. Nice. Is that just a one-off, or is that always? It's always. And what's the Sanctuary Day? It... Uh, stops. Basically, they have to make a wisdom save if they're gonna target you. Okay. Yep. All right. So, Blake, it is your turn after Caleb. I'm taking five foot step back. If I'm not bumping into Caleb. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you will not be, but you would provoke an attack of opportunity from the hag. That's fine. Okay. But she is going to take. Uh, So that is a 14 to hit, which I don't believe does. Uh, She'll hit against scales, but. Okay. Nah. Yeah, she reaches out with her claws and just tries to rake up against you, and it does not work. She has failed. Uh, And then I'm going to shoot a crossbow. Well, I'm going to shoot a crossbow bolt. Into her face. Okay. Uh, 25 to hit. Oh, shit. Yeah, that hits. Uh, that is a one on the fire damage, so I'm going to re-roll that. It's a four. This is the first time that I didn't roll one on the second roll. Damn. Uh, for 10 points of piercing damage and four points of fire damage. Okay, so 14 total. Sounds good. She does not like that at all. That sucks. Uh, and that is it. All right. Wolf. Okay. Guess I'm gonna smack this stupid hag again. Not twenty. Nice. Please. Yes. Step. 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 Okay. Ghost cast a protection spell on me. I'm so motivated to kill this bitch. <laughs> the sanctuary fade. Does it? I think if you attack, it fades. 
31 damage. Holy wow. shit! Level oh. 3. I will fight all you level 4 people. <laughs> that is a lot. Yeah. For certain. Uh, so you see that she kind of like reels back from oh, that. Oh, wait. I keep forgetting to add my plus 4. I've never added my plus 4 of any damage this time. Yeah, so if the warden makes an attack. The spell ends. Okay, so your sanctuary sanctuary is no longer in effect. I don't care. I just did thirty five damage. Yeah, that was a solid stab. That was a good one. Uh, and you see that she actually uh, will just kind of like rear back, uh, and she grabs a little bit of the uh, viscous liquid that's on her large spoon and kind of like puts a little bit into her mouth. Uh, and you see her reach into a pocket and she pulls out what looks to be a candy cane and just starts grinding it up in her hands. And then she looks at uh, she looks at you, Wolf, and just says, Happy Holidays! And just blows this fine powder out at you. So, Wolf, uh, Wolf, Ghost, and Calum, I would like for you all to make dexterity saving throws as this creature uses its peppermint breath weapon against you. And this is with the plus four, we get to roll oh, four. Yeah. D4. Is it a D4, yes. 17. 17. Eight. Okay. So, Thank God I get like a plus six to my deck saving. Did you use the plus four or the D4? Yeah. So, Calum, you're going to be taking 11 points of cold damage. Uh, and then Ghost and Wolf, you are both going to be taking five points of cold damage. What's the rule again on concentration? The DC is either the damage or... Uh, it's either you half... Feet or ten. Yeah. Ten is the base. Anything higher than ten, you have to succeed on half. I think. That's usually what I've played with. That's fine. Uh, Eighteen. Okay. Yeah, you're totally fine on that then. Uh, so yeah, she just breathes out this peppermint, uh, this peppermint cone against you guys. Uh, and then she clacks her, uh, her spoon against the ground and you actually see her vanish and then reappear about 30 feet away from you guys. Uh, but that is going to be it for her turn. Uh, she just kind of looks at you and then, uh, begins to make her way down the stairs. Returning back to her lab. Seemingly very cross with you. Uh, so then next up is going to be Ghost. And you have just All seen right. her kind of like run down this short hallway and then turn and begin walking downstairs. Do I get an attack of opportunity on that? She popped away uh, using oh, one of her okay. abilities and then continued to walk. Can I still see her? Uh, she is just around the corner, so you would have to rush up. Ooh, how far is that? Uh, you'd be able to make it. Okay. Being able to um, run after. I'm going to turn, and I'm going to, um... <laughs> I'm going to, uh, give Caleb a kiss on the cheek and cast, uh, Healing Word on him. Which is... Sweet nothings! 2d4! <laughs> Yeah, so you get six back. And then back. I'm going to run. And when I see her, I'm going to then attack her. Okay. 
Yeah, and she's like at the top of the stairs, like if anything, one stair down, and it looks like it continues for about ten feet. Okay. Um, I guess I'm just gonna claw her. Okay. Claw, claw. Well, just one claw, but claw. That is plus four, plus six, so that's seventeen. Okay. Well, plus twenty. <laughs> Dirty Holy 20. shit. This is one dead witch. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's three plus four. Wait, how are you able to attack twice? No, I rolled a dirty 20 to attack her. <sighs> oh, I didn't do 20 damage, honey. No. Yeah, I thought you got a 23. I was like, hot ah, shit, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I can't physically do that. Okay. Um, so that's a uh, seven damage. Okay. That is, that put things... That puts things into perspective. Okay. Like, Wait, what are you doing? I was like, 23? What in the fuck? <laughs> cool. All right. All right, so the next up, Caleb. You've just uh, seen Caleb. Ghost run to the end of this hallway and uh, begin just slashing out. Yeah, Caleb beat Red, runs forward, and then as he gets like halfway, well, he moves his full 30 feet and then... Bonus action slips under Ghost using Blessing of the Raven Queen under the hag and then behind her. Okay. He's blocking off the stairs. Nice. And, and just reforms in his like ghost hoplon form. Yes. So, Ghost, you see that Kalem, uh, this kind of timid looking Shadarkai, is now wearing this full on military regalia, twin red beads just glowing in his eyes uh, with this dark raven like mask over his face. Uh, ghost is a little turned on. <laughs> just hear Caleb go, hi. And he thrusts his spear upwards, and at the tip of the spear, the guiding bolt comes out. Nice. Like, point blank. Roll Level two! Roll the hit. Oh. I need more dice. Don't worry, we can help you. Yeah, um... Hey, so natural 20. Oh, boy! I need the online roller for this one, actually. Um, Though it. God, I kind of miss. Wait, how much? Okay. There's a lot of nat 20s tonight. It's there great. is a lot. 42 points of radiant damage. 10d6. Bah. Wowie. Most you can hear just shriek. Wolf didn't see shit. <laughs> We're around the corner. Wolf, if anything, you see that there is just this splash of radiant energy that just silhouettes around Ghost and then slams against the wall as Ghost is just kind of sitting there or standing there, her hair having been flung back a little bit. Uh... Wow, <laughs> Blake, it is your turn. Do I have a clear line Hot damn! Do I have a clear line of sight? Uh, you do not have a clear line of sight currently. Can I get a clear line of sight if I use my full thirty feet of movement? Yeah, you'd be you'd be able to. No problem. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna start running up, and then I'm gonna pop off a crossbow bolt. I'm still blessed, right? Yes. And guiding bolt gets me advantage. Yes. I want to use my bonus action. Okay. Uh, actually, first off, did it seem like she was resistant to fire damage? 
No, it did not. Okay. I'm going to invoke my blood curse of the marked on her. Okay. Uh, that's my bonus action. <coughs> Oof. Uh, okay. Does a 28 hit? Yeah, totally. Okay, uh, two ones on the fire damage, so I'm going to reroll one of them. It's another one. Okay. Uh, so eight points of piercing damage and two points of fire damage. Okay. Sounds good. Wolf, it is your turn. Fucking hate new people. Um... We'll just casually walk over. Can I get to the spot where I can hit her? Yeah, you'd be able to. Uh, and looking down uh, this stairwell, you see at the bottom of it is this just shadowed form uh, that stands about Calum's height. But you see that there is just this shadowy black cloak that looks like it's made almost entirely of raven feathers. This helmet that encapsulates the entire face with these glowing red eyes. Uh, and this spear that is now just kind of pulling back. It's still glowing from this vibrant radiant energy as wisps of this shadow energy kind of dissipates just, off of the body. I'm still going to mutter I fucking hate you people. Um, that is a 22. Okay, 22 hits. She's surrounded by people. You have the sneaks. I already had the sneaks because of inside of fighting, so... You should get that checked out if you have the sneaks. Plus the four, which I keep missing, puts me up to 15 damage. Okay. Hot dang. She's looking so messed up. He's not having a good time. There's no passion behind that stab. That's just a walk up like a defeated Man, I hope one of us can figure out how to fix the multiverse. I'm dead. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> but fucking hate cookie take me. Uh, yeah, that's my turn. Uh, yeah, so she is going to use her action uh, to to look at the group of you. Uh, and then kind of like look down uh, and see see this hoplite of the Raven Queen that just blasted her for 40 some odd damage. Uh, and she just kind of looks at the she looks at the grouping up top and kind of like shakes her head and you see her just kind of like crush up another candy cane in her hands and then breathe out. Uh, so Blake, Ghost and Wolf, you're all going to need to make dexterity saves. Twelve. Twenty-five. Eleven. Okay, so the uh, twelve and what was yours? Sorry? Eleven. So it was eleven, Cyber. What were you gonna say? Uh, I was just gonna ask if we all used the D four. We did. Okay. So uh, for those who failed the save, uh, it being fourteen, you are going to be taking thirteen points of cold damage. I want to use a reaction. Okay. Uh, and cast Hellish Rebuke. Oh, shit. Uh, I need her to make a dexterity save. Uh, and what was that damage again? Uh, 13. She failed. She rolled really poorly on that. Cool, 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 cool. 
Uh, so she's going to be taking seven points of fire damage. Uh, if if Tarlayan isn't too pissed at me, she does. Like she'll cool. she'll take the damage. He's not like he's gifted these things upon you. They're yours. He's gonna ground you just because he said no. Uh, Blake doesn't know how dads work. Then it's uh, fine. She's just going to like tap her uh, tap her staff on the ground again, and this time appear just uh, she appears ten feet away from Calum, and she is going to try uh, and then make her way deeper into the house. Calum, your weapon does have reach. Yes, sir. Uh, so I would argue that you could make an attack of opportunity if you so chose. If I lunge, uh, nineteen. Okay, yeah, that hits. Just the right one? Yes. Nine points of damage, piercing. Alright. What does the hopolite of the Raven Queen look like killing this Christmassy hag? Yes! Um, stylistically, um, as she turns to run, you see him sink into the shadows and then appear right in front of her again. And because of her body, um, the rest don't see it, but he takes off the mask and then she just Oh shit! I'm down. But um, when that happens, the Raven Queen armor as well. Yeah, and it all just fades, and you see this hag just fall and, cla- and just collapse on the ground. Her giant spoon just falls next to her, and she is no longer moving. Damn. Got any more of that healing? I start walking oh. down the stairs. Yeah, I do. Uh, just uh, hmm. Mm. Oop. <laughs> uh, how's how's everything looking outside? Uh, you go back to check outside, and as you open the door, it seems like everything is still devolving. Uh, it has gone from where you guys were these black and white models to as you look out, you don't see any, you don't see any actual like level to anything. It's just this large flat plane. Everything is this weird beigeish off tan color. And as you look down on the ground, you can see that there are these weird hexes that seem to be drawn out in five foot increments, just as far as the eye can see forward and as far as you can see to the left. Uh, and then you can see that there are large stacks of paper that are placed all around. Uh, and you can see that there was a tree that was kind of closer to the house where you were, uh, where you had actually rushed in. And that tree itself is now just a little piece of paper that is res- uh, that is staying put right on top uh, of this large grid map that seems to unfold in front of you. Uh, okay. I want to take out the candy cane. Okay. Wait, Outside. No, wait. We have to fix this. We have to get the Santa to fix this. I don't. Do you know how to fix? I'm gonna go downstairs going and see what I can do. Okay. So oh, Blake passes. Touch. So Blake, as yeah. soon as you exit the house, you actually feel your form shifting down until you as well are just this small piece of paper on the ground, and you can see. In a weird sense, it's like this out of body experience, but you can see that your piece of paper just shows a crossbow, and that is it. You can still talk, you can still move, but you are just this small piece of paper with a crossbow on it moving across this grid. I want to use the candy cane. Okay. 
summon the centaur, if that's a thing. Uh, so you use the item, you hear it firing off, but you do not see any change in the current layout. Cool. I'll come back inside. Okay. What do we see downstairs? So downstairs, I would like for all of you to make investigation checks. Oh, uh, I'm sitting. Is there a table upstairs? Yeah, there's a table upstairs. I'm sitting at the table, having a cookie because fuck this place. Dirty twenty. Sixteen. Okay, so with your dirty twenty. And with your 16, looking around, you can see uh, that the downstairs area is just comprised of two rooms. One is kind of a larger room, uh, and then the other is labeled as uh, private study. Um, and as you're looking around, you can see that there are a lot of, again, cooking supplies, uh, such as a large taffy press that would be used to make, uh, to make some kind of taffy as well. But you can see also that there is just this large convection oven, uh, that seems to have, uh, a spot where you can pour in dough onto the top and it will just form into the shape of a cookie person. Uh, and it looks like that was about halfway filled. So there is just a set of legs currently trapped in the bottom uh, of this large cookie press. Uh, and as you continue kind of searching around, uh, you actually see that there is another one of those like glass paneled uh, paints like you had seen in Santar's, uh, in Santar's shop. And on the screen... Uh, you see that there are letters that are placed out uh, in front of it as well. And both of you are able to read this. It is in common. Uh, and it says, um, would you like to reset resolution? Is there a Y? Yes, there is a Y and an N. And they are next to each other, separated by a little slash. In Elvish... The Y is more like a no. Punches. <laughs> Just punches the screen? Yeah, hits the Y. Okay. Uh, so yeah, as you hit the Y, uh, the, the little Y uh, begins to uh, vibrate and glow. Uh, and you just see it kind of flicker. And then the screen itself just flickers until you see that there are these dark lines of this vibrant green that all begin to just kind of spill out over the back. Uh, and you see a text box appear in front of you. And it says, now setting New Year's resolution. God damn it. Uh, Blake, you being outside. <laughs> you being outside. Uh, you... After you've cracked this candy cane and you are waiting there, uh, you don't know what to expect. But as you're sitting there, you see another one of these clouds burst above you. As the land around you begins to change, it goes again from a quick transition from what appears to be paper to these unpainted models, to these painted models, to 8-bit figures, to 64-bit polygonal figures, to these weird, like, slightly under-resed version of yourself until you can eventually feel the world around you again. And as you look up, you just see that partially in the air is this large red beacon that is just shooting off into the distance. And as it explodes outward, you see that there is just a depiction of Santar's large, large face into the night sky. First off, what the fuck is you that? cheeky bastard. <laughs> you cheeky bastard. <laughs> 
did you make this exactly after the uh, the fucking uh, PAX thing? Or were you thinking about that in mind? With the God board? bless you, Kate Welch. You did this to me. <laughs> no, I like. I thought about this the other day. I was just like, New Year's what resolution. Can I use? Yeah, it's no longer Christmas. I don't have that option. So yes, you guys have now set uh, the New Year's resolution, and the current set New Year's resolution is best. Re- and then in parentheses, recommended. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call down Wolf to the basement. I'm gonna meander into the study. I've okay. just been eating cookies. So I guess I'll wander down. Uh, Wolf, make another wisdom saving throw at disadvantage. Yes. <laughs> that was ten. Okay. Uh, but, um, do I? Do I still? Am I still blessed? You can use it if you want. How long does the bless last? A minute. So you know you would no longer be blessed. Okay. So, yeah, you, uh, to everyone who was your friend in life, you now feel a, a large amount of animosity. Oh, so like normal. Yeah. (laughs) Blake walks back in. Okay. Yeah. And you just see Wolf kind of like stop eating cookies and then look over down, uh, to where Ghost is calling after him. Uh, and Calum... You go into this private study. I'd like for you to make an investigation check. 19. Okay, so with your 19, uh, you don't find much. Uh, Just kind of looking around. Uh, But then you see that there is this desk that has been uh, kind of set out uh, in a corner of the room. And as you're looking around... uh, you are uh you see that there are a lot of papers kind of spaced out on the desk and these all look like they were written out to uh the coven vection sisters um and then like quickly erased and then crumpled up and thrown into a corner and they just they look like they were letters that were never sent uh and as you are looking around uh to actually discover uh anything in this private study like a spell book uh you actually find uh you do find a spell book that is set out on a table uh and with that spell book you see that set on top of it is an envelope uh and on the envelope it has written out uh in very fine cursive letters to the manner of moon's tear Is that something I've ever heard of? Moon's Tear? Make a history check. My best roll. Live your best life, Calum. 21. You would have heard of of the Manor of Moon's Tear. Uh, It also goes uh, by several other names and has gone by several other names throughout history, but you would know that this is... Again, you've heard tales of it, but there is a house on the material plane and that house will shift it will change its location based on the phases of the moon and it will just cycle throughout the material plane not seeming to have any real want or direction other than the phase that the moon is currently in he takes a 
slips into his bag. Okay. Then you also grab the grab the. Nah, fuck the, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is Wolf not coming downstairs? Wolf does come downstairs eventually. I believe, unless you're just like no. Ah, oh, damn! I had a really good idea. Um, All right, and then Blake, you are also standing in the doorway. I'll follow. I didn't. Uh, I didn't mean for everyone to come downstairs. I just wanted to make sure that he's not going to disappear on me. Oh well, this is okay. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> Uh, Did you find what you were looking for, Caleb? Hmm? Well, I found a spell book. Can you use it? Maybe, after some study. Can okay. you teach me that thing that you did? I did a lot of things. With the raven? <clears throat> you know, I would if I could. It just happens kind of naturally. And at that, you hear the sound of a door just being thrown open. Uh, and you hear, it's time we ho-ho-hauled ass out of here! <laughs> uh, as the voice of Santar rings through the rings through the hag's house. It mostly happens when I want to, well, when I think I want to hurt somebody really badly. Yeah. Let's go. You saved my life, so thank you. Any time, and you are healed 11, and Wolf is healed 8. Wolf is going to start walking up the stairs. All right, everybody, you know the drill. It's time to hop into the cart, <sighs> hop into my sleigh, and I'll take you back to Central Command, and we can get you sent back to your planes as right as rain. Mama said never to hop in sleighs with strange men, but okay. I'm not a stranger. I'm Santar. You're strange. You're kind of a stranger. Well, look, your friend Corey made a promise that she was going to come back here every year, so maybe we won't be a stranger after all. God damn it, Wings. Um, we're we're hopping in, but yeah. Okay, all right, so you guys <laughs> hop into your cart or into the sleigh. Uh, and then you begin to travel off. Uh, and it takes about 20 minutes uh, to go from where you guys were currently just kind of shifting through uh, the night sky until you get back to uh, the central command of the Holiday Center. Um, Wolf, I'm assuming that you were just like begrudging, like just very quiet, arms crossed in a sourpuss mood, still just munching on these hate cookies. Uh Seeming to ignore the whole thing that's uh, that's kind of going on. I stopped the hate cookies. Yeah, I'm just. Are you, are you feeling all right? Yes, yeah. you're very quiet. It's weird. I'm dead. I'm off to the afterlife again for the third time. But tech would it be the third time? Or would it be the second? I don't know. It's my third time not... going there, but only the second time of actually dying. When did you go there before? Because I only... Did you visit the douchebag at the front desk? With, like, yeah. the cigarettes? Yeah. Yeah, apparently twice. Blake is paying very close attention to what's going on <laughs> right now. 
So yeah, he 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 seemed very confused when I came through the second time. Wonder if I go through him again, or do I just go straight back to where I was? I mean, you've done good things, right? Yeah, I was in an area where I fought people, where I could fight and drink. There was a big tree. Do you want to go back there? Don't really have much choice. Well, I mean, we brought you back once. With the scroll, which I had to make a deal for, and I don't know how you got the diamond, but you guys I, don't have it. I have a favor that's owed to me. Not by the sense. I'm already in bed with them. It's not like I can't get deeper. And I look back. <laughs> Kidding. What? You're sitting in the back, so it would just be like you looking off the back of the sleigh. No, if Kale's sitting in the front, he's just like, what are they talking about? What? I don't know. Something about getting into bed and going deeper. Ghost, if you... Or wolf, if you... Why are you talking to yourself? Sorry, the I'm just ghost. confused. I don't know what's going on. I'm supposed to be playing different people. Um, I... We can get you back. It might take a little while, but we can do it. Hmm. Do you want to come back? Am I needed back? Of course. We're the Phantom Four. We can't be the Phantom Four without you. In the worst way possible, I would like to also point out you are still under the effects of the hate cookies. I hate you so much. <laughs> Because you've already killed me once. Yes, but I brought you back, did I not? And this time it wasn't even my fault. You brought me back the first time because your god demanded an eye for an eye and you killing me would most likely mean you'd have to kill yourself. Hey, I've got what? the goddess of bad luck who knows me by name, so I only bring bad luck. Oh man, this ride, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the... When I killed... Well, when I accidentally had you killed honestly which was your fault even though i said it wasn't last time all right i'm gonna land this sleigh before we continue talking and anybody shifts from the naughty to the night from the nice to the naughty list as the as santar just kind of lands you guys down in the center uh of this large control chamber uh and as he does uh he unhinges himself from the cart uh and then you guys hear uh, a a louder barking sound. Uh, and oh no! Oh no! As you look over, uh, coming from around the corner, you see that there is this medium-sized wolf uh, that has its leather collar that's kind of been expanded out. Just <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Did it's you gonna be off? so hard to explain. I can kill it if that helps. No! No! What? Hey, Yeah, it's your dog. How long were we gone? Uh, look. The holidays only ever last a night. You guys were gone for... You know what? It's hard to say. 
pause. A dog is usually full grown, just needs to expand at about six months. So. Yeah, Santar doesn't know how long you guys were gone. I thought yeah. you were fumbling. No. <laughs> I, like, I mean, know. yes, but also Santar. <sighs> Apparently, she likes holiday cookies. Oh my, oh my god. god. Uh, Cybra. Well, at least you don't have to go through the potty training phase. I think we skipped over that phase. I was working on it. Cyber, come here. She just oh comes up next to you and just sits down and just looks at you. Just... All right, good girl. Um... Oh God, Gwen might kill us, like literally. No, because they've been here, so they know what's going on. Gwen's gonna kill you, he looks up at Santar. Huh? Oh, um... <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> it, yeah, it'll be fine. But I wanted to say thank you all for all the help that you that you gave, not just over holiday season, but also the beginning of the new year. Being able to set a communal resolution was extremely helpful, and now everything is on the same functioning page. It's really difficult to actually be able to get that out there, so thank you. Um, oh, I'm gonna have to work a little bit of some holiday magic, uh, but again, my most heartfelt appreciation. Uh, and then he kind of puts his hands up no, wait. Uh, and Blake and Calum, both of you begin to start fading uh, uh. into light. And you see Cybra also beginning to fade into light as well. Bye. Uh, it was a pleasure, I guess. Yes, uh, and you mm. and Wolf and Ghost, you see the two of them, the three of them now with Cybra, all just kind of burst out into light and then fly <laughs> off through the northernmost window. Uh, and then... Santar looks at you, Ghost, and he looks at uh, he looks at Wolf, and then he looks back at you, Ghost, and says, "I couldn't think of something that I could give to you that would equate ten thousand gold, but the ability to talk with a friend who's passed on—that's priceless." Now, you guys can have your own conversation. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be setting the coordinates to make sure that all of your gifts can come to you. Great. Thank you. And he just clops over and begins. You see him, like, look over his shoulder at the two of you and, like, grab a set of headphones. And then he places them <laughs> over his head and then just begins to working. And you guys can hear some really heavy EDM drops coming from his headphones. Like, the bass is real good. Yes. Is this a one-off conversation we can have, or...? Yeah. This is a one-off conversation uh, that you guys can have if you would like to have it. You guys can have it. Here is your holiday gift if you would like. Or you guys can have it off-screen and we can just fade into you guys returning. I, I don't mind doing it now. 
I don't care. I'm covered in hate cookies. This is gonna be oh. fucking amazing. Oh. <laughs> the goddess of bad luck shines down on you again. Are you guys okay with this holding out a little bit? Okay. So, I guess, what is there left to say? Hmm. I don't know. There was a letter you were meant to receive. There was what? A letter? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, Mr. Indo. Um. Never came oh. up. <laughs> yeah, so, um you go, I'm trying to like how to be hateful. Um <laughs> I um if you don't want to come back, we're not I'm not gonna make you come back and obviously if we go through all the trouble and you don't want to come back, it's probably better we know now. Why do I eat so much hate cookie? Um, Does, is he acting weird? Is there something that I could... He looks pretty flustered. Mm-hmm. Pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. Just, he doesn't have a hubris or a cronk to deflect to in this moment. Yeah. yeah I don't have anyone to, to deflect to, and that's Wolf's strategy. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, everything I needed to achieve I pretty much have except for killing the person who killed your sister but you guys are on that yeah but it's not really my mission well technically it is my mission but yeah see so you're doing it it's not my kill to take I wasn't gonna kill him no no my vengeance isn't the be-all and end-all, I have realized recently. What do you mean? You generally end up dead. But after seeing you with your sister and how you actually are, normally not crazy, cold-hearted, vengeance-murdering ghost, I realize that's not what my sister would have wanted, and it's probably not what your sister wants. So I've kind of given up on the vengeance. So what do you want? Uh, um, in the top drawer of the chest of drawers in my room there is a letter and a bar of soap yes Who's that will probably explain everything to you who's the letter for well i literally just said it would, it would explain everything to you so all right <laughs> So is there is there anything you want me to burn or say to the others? Um, you told Hubris that he 
three days are up, I guess he doesn't have to do the challenge anymore. What was the challenge? You just tell Hubris that I told you what it was and watch him squirm and break. That sounds like fun. Yes. And Kronk. And Kronk. Oh no, Kronk's Kronk. These are you. I don't understand, Wolf. These are your last words. These are your. I mean, if you don't want to come back, this will be it. So. Make his own choices. Make his own luck. You're not defined by what people tell you to be defined by. Okay. Anything else? I don't know, I just need hate cookie. Give me a break. <laughs> you did what? <laughs> Been eating hate cookies all day, gosh. Do you actually say that? Yep. You've been eating hate cookies? Yeah, you can't be me floating with every man that walks around here. Santa! So. I'm gonna smack Santa. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, what's up? And he puts his headphones back and you can just hear blasting tunes coming from the inside. He's been the eating hate cookies. <laughs> He's been eating hate cookies. Not cool, dude. Can Not you, like, cool. do something about that? It's time to go, Santa. No. And he puts his hand uh, up to Wolf. He says, the only way that you can cure the hate cookies by going back to your plane of origin. No, wait. Uh, and you see that Wolf's body begins to shimmer. No. You're here, Wolf starts to say a sentence, but you'll only get the word I before it cuts off. Huh. Why did you do that? You told me to. Barry. I did not tell you to send him back. Well, now we both look stupid, don't we? Her eye flares. So now what? Well, now it's your turn. I just want to say, you can still have that orange if you'd like. Ghost just stares at him and then smacks the orange out of his hand. Okay. Fuck you, Santar. All right. Uh, so then your body begins to uh, become encapsulated with white as well. Uh, and he just kind of looks at you and says, you know what? Naughty list. Uh, Ghost. Flaming birds. <laughs> All right. And then as your body is completely uh, caught up in this glorious, uh, glorious illumination, you see right before you disappear uh, that the orange, the peel actually falls off the side and you see what looks to be a fat diamond on the inside. You fucker, you does not. <laughs> as you <laughs> dissipate. Uh, you feel yourself getting rocketed back. 
and then next thing you know, you find yourself in the streets of Waterdeep again. The sound of industry all about you. Carts running by. There are people just swearing at each other. Just fuck you, buddy! And then one guy just, I'm walking here! As he like stands in front of a cart that goes by. Uh, and you feel this familiar snow kind of coming down onto you as you find yourself once more in water deep. Blake and Calum, you guys are inside of this dwarven mine. Uh, and Calum, you feel your body falling forward as you look down, and there is just a large dog that has been placed in the papoose on your chest. <laughs> Uh, as you begin to like tumble forward just uh, just a little bit. Cybra! Cybra! Uh, and you look over and you can see that Corey and Gwen also kind of share looks at you guys uh, with this weird knowing of, I don't know what the fuck just happened, but festivities occurred. Uh, is Corey in her original form? Or is she, she is still festival? in her summer form. Okay. Yes. Uh, and Wolf. You find yourself once more on this large field of grass. Uh, you can see that there are uh, there are groups of people all about. There are several fighting rings that have all started up and people just cheering and chanting. Uh, and as you are kind of standing on this field, this strong black-haired individual comes up to you once again and wraps his arm around uh, around your shoulder. And he puts a drink into your hand and just says, all right, it's time we find you a fight. Uh, and he begins walking with you off towards the ring of oh, people. Wolf would say the last two words when he got there, which was love you. So that's... He <laughs> was like, let's fight. Downs his drink, sizes up the next person. He goes in swinging. All right. So yeah. And that is where we are going to call it for our holiday special. I know that we ran a little bit longer tonight, but I wanted to get the the moment with Wolf and Ghost while they still had the opportunity for all of you. So I would like to say thank you to all of these wonderful players for putting up with my two and a half hour buildup for a really bad pun. I learned it from Kate Welch uh, at her at her improvised D&D panel. It was amazing i would i would suggest checking that out after you get done checking this out so rj where can we find you what do you do as we go into our sign-offs hey everybody i'm rj here on the show or rj is to a two on twitter and twitch where i tweet about the nerdy things of my life and probably doing some other stuff and hey you can find me on the monday game as calum or on the tuesday game as our boy hubris excellent and LB, where can we find you? What do you do? I don't want to do a sign-off tonight. I'm mad. <laughs> and that was LB Hack'em Up, everybody. You can find her on Monday nights as our adorable halfling barbarian Gwen Tuesday nights. You can find her here as Ghost. And in the upcoming future, she will be on Pro Restarters channel on Thursdays, I believe. Fridays. 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 And then on Sundays, you're also going to be on Encounter Roleplay, which is really cool. I am very excited for the opportunities that you have been given. So go and spread the fear. Uh, Cyberwolf, where can we find you? What do you do? 
Uh, hi, I am Cyberwolf. Uh, you can find me on the Monday, or, or first off, you can find me on Twitter at Cyberwolf1201, where I tweet what I'm doing and occasionally shitpost. Um, you can also find me on this channel on the Monday Night Game, where I play Blake, who you've been listening to all this episode. Uh, on Saturdays, for a little bit longer, you'll be able to find me on Per Recharge channel, uh, where I play Isabel the Half Elf Warlock. Uh, and for just another role-playing channel that you can go follow, uh, Open for Adventure, uh, they're doing cool stuff. I help with them behind the scenes. Maybe in the future you'll be able to see me there for one or two episodes, maybe. I don't know. Uh, you can also find me on my own Twitch channel where I stream video games badly and talk about lore. Uh, you can uh, you can find that at twitch.tv slash one spelled exactly how you see it down here. Yeah. Uh, and there you can find a link to my YouTube channel where I post the archives to that channel as well as some other video on demand stuff, uh, including the podcast that Kyle Bethan and I do. I think that's about it for now. Cool stuff. It's good. Occasionally shit post. Okay, it's becoming more frequent in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> new year, new me. New year, new means. Uh, so, Barry, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DontBarry on your Discord, which everyone seems to have a conversation while I sleep, so we're going to catch up. Um, Australia. And Twitch. Which on the tenth I will be playing Tales of Vesperia because that's coming out on PC and I'm hyped. And also LB Wolf's one that had the hate cookies, so you should have done your little sign off, okay? No man. Santar did a dirty. He was yeah, a bad Santar. Santar. Did a dirty twice. I'm sorry. Not Santar <laughs> indoor. Shut your goddamn he mouth. He tried to give you an orange the whole night. Indoor lights. Yeah, 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 shut up. Wait, <laughs> Listen here, I'm blaming you. <laughs> I missed that. Did she, did she take the orange? Because I was too excited no. to say I slept it out of those fucking hands because he kept giving, trying to give me an orange, not a diamond. Rip. Oh, also, I am here on Tuesdays where it doesn't look like I'll be playing Wolf. Um, I'll be playing Torvash, a very optimistic in your face but everyone already hates except for crump because he hears his voice in his head i love torvash he's great i love torvash as a character just not how he's been presented currently <laughs> yeah right all right you need so to get out no and, yes. <laughs> and i am the indoor adventurer uh you probably know that if you found your way to this channel and stuck around with us for as long as you have but if you have not you can catch up on the backlog of episodes that we have at youtube.com slash the indoor adventurer you can catch other vods at twitch.tv slash the indoor adventurer we are on most audio cast listening forums at indoor slash adventures except for our new podcast on Podbean, which is the same podcast that we've had, but it's now on Podbean, so it's easier and more accessible to people uh, with indoor adventures. So it would be a it would be awesome if we could beat the air uh, indoor air conditioning repair people this year. That's my that is my New Year's resolution is beat the indoor uh, air conditioning repair guys. But 
What's our goal? That's the goal. I don't know. Look, they might have a dedicated following at Air Conditioner Con, and we will just never compete with that. And that's fine. Between Air Con? Air Con. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. I'm fine. So that is all the time that we have for today. But we are going to be doing an after show from this game immediately after. LB says no. But that just means it'll be a really good after show, which you can get access to if you join us on Patreon. So there's a link to that in chat. Uh, or for all of you AudioCast listeners, it's patreon.com slash theindooradventurer, and you can find us there. But we will see you guys next Monday as we finally return to the Four Keeps, where they have all been sent through the Holiday Ringer. All right, everybody. We will see you then. Bye-bye.